Blog Talk Radio. I learned ASL my first class I had this year 
It was fun. I had so much fun. I'm scared I'm going to forget what I know. <laughs> it's like Spanish. Like, I used to be really good in Spanish years ago. I like, I've had a lot of Spanish. Now, sometimes I can't even remember <laughs> stuff, right? I can remember here and there. But I don't want to forget what ASL. I really want to learn sign language, so I'm just kind of going, like, you know, trying to figure out if I can get in a class this semester. If not, I'm trying to think of ways to refresh myself, keep myself refreshed until I can get another ASL class. Because, you know, after this semester, your girl is graduating. She graduates in December. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm so excited about that, okay? So y'all be a prayer for me, okay? Always, like I asked y'all. All right, so. The fashion show. Oh, my God, I got to host Pamela Newton's fashion extravaganza in Kansas City last weekend. I got to hang out visit my grandparents. Uh, man, <laughs> they crazy. My grandparents, are a they got a hoop. Man, the older they get, they funnier. <laughs> I'll be like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> they just get funnier as time goes. But. So that was a, it was a fun uh, week, but the fashion show, man, I had so much fun, okay? Let me just say, I was a little going into it because the last couple of weeks I've been kind of feeling like, oh, I don't know. I've been feeling kind of down in my spirit, you know, going through something. I'm like, oh. So I didn't really know how I was feeling. I was like, how is this a fashion show? <laughs> and lots of things was happening to me. Everything that could happen went crazy. You know, I was like, oh, no, not this, not that. <laughs> it was kind of wild stuff happening. But, you know, what was great is because this year, you know, one of my besties, she wasn't just there for the fashion show, but she was in the fashion show. So I had her there and some other girls that were models and stuff in the fashion show. Shout out to Pretty and all of the, the rest of the models. Y'all did such a wonderful, wonderful job. But my girlfriend, one of my best girlfriends, uh, Felicia, was there. And she is like, you know, she's like a sister to me. So we, so it helped me so much to calm my spirit because she helped me with things. You know, she always be telling me straight up, sometimes look right. <laughs> you got to wear this or you got to wear this. And so it was. I felt good. I felt. I felt excited. And by the time, you know, I'm one of those people that I turn on when it's time. I love to talk. Y'all know that. Y'all. Here's the thing about me, okay? I actually was very. I've said this before. I'm really a shy person. I grew up very shy. I was in speech therapy in grade school. I know people have a hard time believing this. They're like, what? <laughs> But it's true. I was very shy up until I was 17 years old, okay? My grandparents can tell you that. And I still have shy elements. Like, when you meet me, I may not be, like, people are always shocked because, like, when you meet me one-on-one or if I'm in a small group of people, I'm not as talkative unless I know you. So I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm really naturally at heart, I've said this before, an extrovert. But I do have Gemini in the 11th house. <laughs> and it is that sign, you know, Gemini is a sign of communication, and and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Libra stellium. I love so I love to talk, and I'm a different kind of Scorpio, right? So when the light, and I'm a Leo ascendant, so when the lights hit me, I'm like, woohoo! <laughs> my whole my whole personality changes up. I'm like, hey! <laughs> I turned into Carlotta. 
Keisha is very shy and reserved. Carlotta is like, woohoo, where is the party? <laughs> Let's talk. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> so, you know, so I had a great time. Even though I do the fashion show as Keisha, because in my hometown, most people know me, they know me by, unless you really know me for a long time, know me by my first name instead of Carlotta, right? Uh, but the fashion show was really, I mean, it was it was a lot of people. It was fun. I had a great time. I bought gifts. I gave out gifts. <laughs> I had a work, so I always have my own fashion show within the fashion show. And I do a fashion show within the audience, right? And shout out to the DJ, too. She's a, this, a DJ Ice Cold. Oh, my gosh, she's really good. But, um I uh, I always do like do a little fashion show like for the uh, the people in the audience, you know, to make everybody feel comfortable and stuff. And man, I just always have a blast doing that. So much fun! I think this year I had more fun than last. I had a lot of fun last year too, but I had even more fun this year. And it I started off not really 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 ready but my Gemini kicked in my my 11th house Gemini kicked in took over and I just had it and that Leo ascendant said we're gonna we're gonna do this and I had so much fun ended up being a blast for me and shout out to my friend my husband came out everybody came it was it was really nice I had a great time all right so shout out him to him for being supportive so it was it was really a good a really good uh I really had fun I really did this year, and oh my god! And you know, listen, I'm a natural flirt, so <laughs> I'm just. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. But so, so I had fun flirting with the guys in the audience. We had a great looking audience, and flirting with the, uh, you know, flirting with everybody. <laughs> but I have so much fun. I do, and I, I had got to dress up because I love to dress up and wear my little sexy. <laughs> I love stuff like that. So I had this little beaded outfit, and I was worried about it. Man, shit, I was worried about it because, you know, it's one of those things, and it's one of those outfits that where I felt like, you know, like it was like, you know, it's beaded and it's pearls all over it and everything. It's kind of see-through, just a smidge see-through. And so I was worried because I was like, you know, little, you know, when you wear one of those really delicate, and I told you all about this last year, last week, if you listen to the show. When you wear one of those delicate little dainty outfits, I'm a plus size girl, right? And so I was like, you know, I'm a little worried, like, oh my God, is the the, the stuff is coming? You know, you have the little a lot of uh, beaded beads and a lot of um, charms and different things on it, and so a little bit of it, you know, I was worried a little bit was coming here and there off, like you take because if you touch it, it's just so delicate. But it actually ended up being just a really beautiful beautiful outfit. All the outfits I had were beautiful. And I kept getting so many compliments, but that was the one where everybody was like, oh, my God, people love that outfit. <laughs> right? So I was I was excited because it was the one I was most worried about. But I had a great time. I really did. So, you know, I'm now I'm getting prepared. Like, I'm trying to decide, like, you know, am I doing Essence Festival? I already got a ticket for Essence Festival. I'm sort of like, do I really want to do it? I want to see Janet because I know how I love Janet. Okay, but I'm just like the Essence Fest lineup. Speaking of Janet, Cyborg, did y'all see Aunt Janet on the cover of Essence this week? 
she's so pretty. I love Janet. She is so, like, she is so beautiful and unproblematic. I love her. I mean, she she's just, and, and the older she gets, She's just this natural beauty about it. She's just so, I like her. And I love the look that she had on the cover of Essence. I mean, it's probably going to be the first Essence magazine I've bought in years. <laughs> I quit subscribing to the magazine several years ago. I stopped. I, sorry, sorry. But, but so, it's, so I may get that one. But if she's the only person in New Edition is it, I only want to see. I, I'm just... I don't know. I'm just not. I don't know. I'm not feeling it. And it's like I'm like I'm 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 like okay. When I don't feel so, I'm like by the time I get there, I will probably feel it. Like I'll be excited, you know. Maybe when I get to Essence, right now I'm just like. Mm. <laughs> so July is gonna be a busy month for me. Then after that, I'm trying to. I'm, Okay, I got to tell y'all, dang, I can't hide anything from y'all. I'm going to see Max Luhonte. Y'all like, no, how do we do it? Okay, yes. It's the second part of the night tour. If I'm a true fan, why would I miss that? <laughs> I'm not going to miss it. I'm going to see Max <laughs> My friends are like, oh, my God. Really? How many Really? Really? She, oh, Jenny and Maxwell on the same? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Dang it. Y'all, okay, can we do, I don't know what y'all going to do. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I know I need re, rehab. My, all my friends say rehab for the Maxwell show. Okay. I know. I, know, I need it. But I want to see it because I'm nosy. I want to know what the sec, how different the second part is going to be for the first part. Which ain't going to be too much, because he ain't got no new music. <laughs> what am I coming to see? <laughs> anyway, but Maxwell did get honored for Juneteenth. Uh, Juneteenth honors. What you got to talk about Juneteenth in a minute? Juneteenth honors at Fox Soul, something they had in, in, in D.C. or something like that. So he's getting a lot of honors. You know, hey, one thing you can say is the new the label, what, the new label, is it the new label? He's important. BMG, they, they're promoting them. It's just where's the music. You know, it's just like, it's like so, you know what, I don't care. I'm glad you're getting an honor, but where is night? Where the hell is night? I got to come complain every week about night. It's really, I'm tired. I'm not going to, I said I was going to stop complaining about night, and I was just going to start saying, don't nobody care about night. Don't nobody want to see, hear that. <laughs> and maybe you put it out. But I just, at this point, I'm like, eh, maybe there'll never be a night. There's a Maybe we're we're just actually all getting tender swindled to go to the shows. I'm I like, how are you doing? How are we doing the second leg of the night tour without night? And then Beyonce, which we're gonna talk about a little later on in the show. Beyonce's ass has even announced another album. Beyonce's ass, I ain't heard of Beyonce, from Beyonce in quite some time. Thank goodness. Which I'm gonna talk about Renaissance because I got a lot to say for Beyonce. Okay. So like, what, Carlotta? Y'all know. I I just want y'all to know, because, you know, people always say to me that don't know. They're like, Carlotta, why you, when you talk about Beyonce, except the Beehive, the Beehive fans that love Beyonce know what I'm talking about. But the, 
But some of y'all, when I always talk about checking into the Ramada Inn, because Beyonce has a song where she says her haters stay at the Ramada Inn or something like that. So I always make sure that the day, because y'all be calling me sometimes a hater with Beyonce, I always make sure that, you know, that I have an imaginary Ramada Inn key by, nearby. So today I'm going to need that Ramada Inn key in room because i got a lot to say. <laughs> so we'll talk about Beyonce a little later. But however, I'm on Maxwell right now. And the fact is, Renaissance is coming out in July. Beyonce has even given a date. Yet, we have no night. We have a nice tour part too, but no, no night. That's crazy. I fear that Charday's getting ready to come out and, and announce. <laughs> we ain't gonna never get night. Never, ever, ever, ever. Is night coming? Is night? <laughs> Is it coming? Is it are you is it just is it fool's gold? Is there no night? Where in the fuck is night? I've been hearing about night since two thousand since the last album. Night is coming. Maxwell's well been tweeting night is coming for a long time, so I ignore when I see night is coming. I'll be like, Whatever, okay. Whatever, man. Not, we're not even paying no attention at this point. When you drop the album we'll be excited, okay? But at this point I'm just like uh, I just, I don't know what to say about it. I just don't. <laughs> Speaking of Juneteenth, Maxwell got Juneteenth honors. Juneteenth. Okay, listen. I have to say that I am not, no longer, since Juneteenth has become a national holiday, I, you know, y'all are fucking it up. I, can I just say that? Women, you know, I knew it was going to happen. I'm not even worried about it. I knew it was going to happen that people are going to start naming it all kind of shit, ignoring the the history of Juneteenth. It's about the black American slave trade. Our ancestors, black Amer- I have seen all kind of people attaching shit in the diaspora, by the way, I don't mind. Listen, listen. Let me just say this: I don't, rem- I don't mind other black people in the diaspora celebrating our freedom. That shit, I don't mind that. Okay, but it's when we start attaching your shit on to start, like we we don't even want to. We want to ignore what happened to black Americans and all the things they overcome, and motherfuckers start using it as selling points. I gotta cut y'all out right now. You start using it as selling points to sell your shit, and we not we not we are not we don't hold in esteem the ancestors of Black Americans who went through some went through some real shit that were the worst probably form of slavery in no it was chattel slavery in the in in the in the during the slave trade, nothing was quite like American slavery. And for our ancestors ancestors to endure that, and to there is a you know to have a culture to survive from that is very powerful. It's not something that you just you know you don't just wipe us to the side like we ain't shit. Like we you know I get, I get mad about that because it's like you know. That's my great grandparents and my 
uh, on both sides of my family and my great-great-grandparents and stuff. That's their ancestry. This is what they came from. I wouldn't just, so my thing is have some respect. It, honor, honor the holiday and honor who it's about. Like respect the black American culture and what black America has been through. It ain't about everybody. It's, it is a holiday about our ancestry, and we don't mind sharing it with y'all. We don't mind, and what I mean is sharing it under, letting you know the history so that you can celebrate our, our victory and all that. But really, you know what I'm saying? Have some respect for the people and the ancestors that it came through. Don't just think of it as a damn holiday to sell your shit. I think you're just gonna say, "Oh, we black too, black for black for." No, we all it, we all are black, but we all been through different things, and we all have different cultures. Here's what it is, okay? Respect, respect our shit. Man, that's all I be. I, cause I, I see the disrespect. I see it going on out here. I've been seeing a lot of it. I mean, I'm just like, okay, there is a chaining, uh, there is a globalization of Juneteenth. And what I mean by that, a globalization, it's not a globalization to celebrate African American and the African American struggle. It's a globalization to make to erase African Americans out of their own struggle and globalize it. <laughs> Like, like, glo- like, global, like, globalize that whole thing. Like, you know, where it's sort of like, there, like, like, oh, if you're just every black person, with the, it's, it's, it's not. No, it's a specific holiday. It's almost as a, there's this energy, almost like there's this thing that, and I can't explain it. It's, it's an energy like it's dangerous to call to to look at Black Americans as a culture because if you do so, then it's almost like it, I think that people feel like they lose in some ways because we're such an inclusive group of people. We are we are a very inclusive group of people. Black Americans are, and so you know, and we've we we've embraced. A lot of the diaspora and a lot of a lot of light we've shined on things in the diaspora. Black people through the ideas of Pan Africanism and stuff like that. Black Americans, Black American Pan Africanism is sort of a Black of a Black American push thing. However, not that I think Black Pan African, I think Pan Africanism. I'm not necessarily in. Agreement and all that. I think black people ought to face the fact that you are long way removed from Africa. You are Americans. Right? You're black Americans, and your your story is different. However, there's almost this thing to kind to to kind of disrespect black Americans, like you don't got no culture. And I don't like that because we very much have a culture, and people eat off of it and do shit off of it every day, right? And then they like to say, well, you know, it, it doesn't have a thing. It doesn't have a color. Yes, it does. Ans- our ancestors paid the price to do for a lot of the a lot of things that were was born out of uh, the slave slavery in America and the harsh conditions in America that were born from slaves and their children in America went around the world. It touched the world, and we get that. 
but have some respect for the people and have some honor for our ancestors and for what we've done in America. If you want to celebrate us, we love that. <laughs> All right? But don't be trying to diss us and, and, and act like we ain't that. It, it wasn't no group. It wasn't no culture like like a, like American uh, American slavery is your story too. Because it's not. So if you if you a different you Nigerian, you ain't no American slave. You I mean you don't have ancestors that were slavery. Matter of fact, some Nigerians participated in the slave trade, right? That doesn't mean you can't celebrate with us and love on us and care for us and stuff like that. But it just arrived for us, okay? Cause we we love all black people. We 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 like I said, we are universal people. Uh, but also, we we have a culture, and respect it, and honor it. That's all. <laughs> all right, man. I, that's why I was like, I said, this is the, it, it's gonna get messy. I knew when Joe, I knew when they signed. I said, oh no. <laughs> And part of that, you know, has been African Americans. We have not put a boundary on 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 making letting you get being distinctive and letting people know that we're a culture. And I've talked about that many times on here because you know we were sold as a product too. So because we were sold as a product around the world, and because we we were. Um, we were outcasts and slaves in a superpower. The things that were developed out of our culture and our survival was sold all around the world as blackness. And we get it. We get that. It was sold all around. As people in Jamaica, people in Nigeria, people in Haiti, people everywhere looked at us because we were on the world stage because of where what had what they they sold our music everything we get it and we understand that but we are a that was born out of something that was born from a people so don't disrespect the people you know i always have to say that don't have have some have some respect <laughs> don't try to erase the people the culture from 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 the people of don't try to reach the people like it doesn't have a cult, like it didn't come from anywhere, like it's some universal thing. No, it isn't. It was born out of the struggles of slavery in America, a lot of things. And respect us. Respect our vibes. Shit, we respect other people's vibes. Yeah. And we know, we know other groups have participated in the black American life. However, a lot of our creation came out of our struggle. And our ancestors struggle, okay? So that's all I gotta say. So just something that was on my mind. Also, um me, the Warriors won. Oh my god, listen, I was so listen, y'all know I'm a big Steph Curry fan. I love Steph Curry more than <laughs> I'm more of a Steph Curry fan than I, I am the Warriors. I've been a Warriors fan for about for a while now, but I love the Warriors because of Steph Curry. I, let me tell you something. At the beginning of the year, y'all know, I was talking about Steph go to the Knicks because I wasn't sure. I was like, shit, if you're going to re-sign, sign and get the Knicks another chance. Because I thought the Warriors, I really didn't know where the Warriors was going. They was looking bad. I I wanted Steph to get out. I wanted, I ain't going to lie. And sometimes I still want Steph to jump shit because, I'm, you know, I'm a person that says try something different. You know, but I was so happy to see him and Clay and Draymond and take these new guys and win because a lot of people was knocking in when Kevin Durant left 
and thinking they couldn't do it without Kevin. They did it before Kevin, and they did it after Kevin. So, you know, and I hope they do it again because it because to because a lot of people like to hate on Steph Curry because Steph Curry is, um, you know, I can't I'm, I don't know what Steph really is out in these streets, but you know his image is that he's a family guy. He's you know he's a, he's got the Christian vibes going on and all that, and people like to hate on that and they like to always find something wrong. So they don't like to give him his props. And he was raised by his father was a pro athlete, you know, so he was raised in kind of well to do. So people don't want to get, but, I mean, the dude is, the dude is awesome. Yeah, ain't nothing else I can say about Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph Curry revitalized. There's only two uh, two players to me in modern history that's revitalized basketball. That's Michael Jordan and Steph Curry. That's I mean, what I mean by revitalized, revolutionized, where they changed the game, okay? Not mimicking uh, 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 Michael Jordan. No, I'm, ta- uh, I'm talking about revolutionizing, doing something so revolutionary that they changed the whole dynamics of basketball. And I think you can see that with those two, okay? Now, what I will say is this. Steph Curry, I have been saying this for a long time. Dump Under Armour. Under Armour sucks. I'll say it again. Under Armour sucks. Their, their uh, marketing, they have not. You, 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 your star, the star of the shoot of your uh, of your world, Under Armour, won a championship. Not one fucking commercial. They just they just are disrespectful, Steph, and they got you. They signed you. They just is disrespectful, if not even more than Nike right now. Nike just at the time when Nike did Steph Curry, they didn't know what was to come. They knew Steph was a star, but they didn't know what was to come. Under Armour is in what's to come, and they, ain't, and they are not utilizing it. They don't deserve him. I heard shit. Who said that? Shakira? Who, said, who said, said, said that to me this week? I forget. Who, who was that? What? One of my listeners, listeners, we were talking about that. I think it was on Twitter. I want to make sure what she said. But, yeah, I was like, you're right, they don't deserve it. And, Nike, you should be over there begging. I'd buy them out the contract. I'd be like, please come back, because Nike needs a new king. They can't get away from Jordan. <laughs> Nobody stands in line for LeBron. Nobody stands in line for KDs. Nobody stands in line for Irvin. It's not because those guys aren't great basketball players. It's just that you also got to have personality to sell basketball shoes. I mean, like a certain type of personality. And uh, Steph Curry has all that. He got the star. He got he got the uh, he's got that that shine that 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 look that I me mean, that people where he's universally liked. Okay, so there is so that that can sell uh, that can sell a lot of shoes. That can change um, change the game. Shakira, that's what she said. She said to me this week about that. We were talking about she, she was saying Under Armour. We were talking about how Under Armour does not deserve Under Armour, we were talking in tweets, Under Armour does not deserve him. I am so tired. I've been saying this for years about Under Armour. When I saw when Steph won that second championship and afterwards I remember they had the CEO on a commercial and not Steph Curry, I was like, what the fuck? Like, it's like, who are you? And it was, the shoes were even selling even more then. And I was like, what kind of shit is this? I don't know who Steph's people are. 
Listen, I don't know who your back, your 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 people are, Steph Curry. I don't know who they are tell, advising you to be still signing with Under Armour. I don't care if they even giving you money. I don't care what the fuck they giving you. It ain't worth being. They disrespectful. You should have had commercials out right after the game, during the game. You, your ass should have been seen so much. That was Nike shit. You would have had all kinds. You would have been on there with uh, 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 Spike Lee. They would have had you all kind of uh, shit going on. That, and you, yeah, and I know Nike's story as hell. Nike's story has fucked. They, can't, they ain't got no new king. They looking for one. They ain't got one. They they still, Jordan is still, like Jordan still linger, lingers over the NBA somewhat until they embrace Steph Curry all the way. They don't want to embrace Steph Curry all the way. So that's why they can't get rid of the, the, the Jordan ghost is there. The Jordan ghost lingers over Nike. Nike can't get rid of it. It's the, the Jordan, because Jordan was so huge and powerful and revolutionary to the game of basketball. But now there's a new kid. There is, and see, and I also said Jordan, Jordan should have took up television, which he didn't. You know, he could have still, he could have kept his ghost there a long time. But Steph Curry has that personality. He could do all of that. And so, I mean, you know, and he should have did Space Jam, to be honest. Y'all saw what happened with Space Jam. I was right on that, okay? So, I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, Steph, y'all, y'all, you need to tell your people to get together. You need to sign with some more, a marketing beast, which is Nike. You need to go here. Y'all need to let. You need to. Y'all need to give each other and and come together because Under Armour is just disrespectful at this point. Yes, they are. I said it. I said Under Armour is disrespectful. I don't care if they promised Steph Curry a whole line like Jordan. They are not promoting that line. You go into an Under Armour store. Barely can find Steph Curry anywhere around. <laughs> you say, well, Nike's the same. But Nike and Jordan are synonymous. They don't have to advertise Jordan because they've done it. They, they, Nike did, they built their brand almost fucking around Jordan. Jordan is fucking Nike. You say, Nike Jordan. <laughs> I hope he got just five options. <laughs> I'm just saying, it is what it is. So you need a brand that is going to embrace you and push Push everything, everything about you. But they just—they just so disrespectful over there. They just so disrespectful to the late. They disrespectful as the NBA to you, Steph. They disrespect like the NBA be disrespecting you. Not the NBA, but the newscasters and stuff be talking. They disrespectful like that. Under Armour is, is without saying something disrespectful. And I heard he thought about leaving. I heard rumors were that he thought about leaving, and they allegedly promised him a whole line. And that's why he didn't leave. No, Steph, you should have been looking out. You motherfuckers ain't advertising shit. You motherfuckers, I ain't seen you. I ain't seen me in a commercial. I ain't seen a damn thing. Y'all ain't did a damn thing. <laughs> you should be walking. <laughs> that's what I'm just saying. And they probably say, well, that's because you sell without it. No, fuck that. I, I want marketing. I want to look like I'm king at this brand. And listen, I'm telling you, Nike's looking for a new king, Steph. They are. They they over there. They they thought it was they thought it was gonna be that Colin Kaepernick. Uh, what's that stuff they had? With the little uh, what they what was they doing with Kaepernick? They tried to do for a minute. They looking for a new king. Then they they know LeBron ain't it. They know Kyrie Irving ain't it. They know KD ain't it. Even though those shoes might sell pretty good, they know. They like they, they ain't got the personality. Don't nobody got that Jordan energy, but you got Jordan esque. 
Curry-esque. Take it to the people who know how to do, and they're going to be more appreciative when you come back through the door. Oh, they, you trust me, now she's going to be kissing your ass when you come back through that door. Oh, trust me, they're going to be kissing your ass. If they don't find another shoe that will kiss your ass, like Adidas or something, but they going to kiss your ass. Trust me on that. They mad as fuck they lost you. I bet that person, that executive that ignored you that day, they fired, fired somewhere or in a dog pile, in their mail room somewhere. <laughs> So trust me, they regret They don't kiss your ass. You come back from your ass for anything. <laughs> and get it. <laughs> okay, that's just my little opinion there, okay? All right, you guys. Now, it's a word, okay? Okay, I do have a word this week. I do, okay? It is embracing the chaos of your life. Carlotta, what do you mean about embracing the chaos of your life? Okay, I saw this little saying on my um, a old memory I put up from Facebook. I like when I put up old memories because sometimes the quote, like, just, hold on, let me see. Where is that? Where is that? Uh, I have to put it up, you guys. But it's an old uh, quote that I had up, and it was about embracing chaos because sometimes lead us to peace. Um, here's what I'll say. Sometimes you have so many things going on in your life in the course of a day. I'm talking about some real, like, all kind of things. You know, a lot of things begging for your attention, not to mention sometimes the mental things that we go through that nobody knows but ourselves that we're dealing with or that we're struggling with or that we're we're trying to find some peace of mind or some uh, answers about in our daily lives and stuff like that. And sometimes it's just, it's, it's, it's so hard to try to figure out just everything is coming at us. And we and sometimes it's just like, how do we, how do you find peace when everything is nipping at you? And there's this wonderful quote I like by Rachel Hollis. It says, embracing chaos might be the journey we take to find peace. Embracing chaos might be the journey we take to find peace. Now, I found this in my own life sometimes when I'm having a chaotic moment, not only a chaotic moment on the outside that people can see that's going on around me, but chaotic moments that I have going on in my own head and what I'm dealing with in life, growing pains or all kind of ish going on. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And one of the things I sometimes do is embrace it and just say, okay, it is what it is right now. I, I see everything. I see it all going around me, and I got to trust the process and trust that everything is going to be okay. It's going to work out. Even when I am sometimes in my head, I, the negative is talking to me saying it ain't going to work out. I have to keep going like it is going to work out. And most of the time it does, but sometimes it doesn't. And then I have to be able to get up and move on past when something doesn't work out, right? So what I'm just trying to tell you guys today is embrace all the chaotic energy that you feel, everything that's going on. Let it be your peace. Let it be the process. Embrace the process and say, hey, this is the process. What I can clear, I'll clear. What I can't, I'm going to let it be. And I'm going to trust. Trust it. Trust trust it. Even if I'm confused about it, I'm going to trust everything, okay? And I'm going to tell you, I just tell you, it, it that leads to peace, right? 
I just believe that. There's a what's the scripture that says um, when it says that everything with prayer and in everything, uh, I, uh, let your request be known to God by through prayer and request. Let your request be known to God. I can't remember the scripture right now, but it says and the peace that passes all understanding will guard your heart to mind. I think it's something like that. Let me look it up because now I gotta look it up. <laughs> I hate when I can't. Uh, Remember, hold on, let me get it up here. Uh, it says, what is that? I think it's bring your petition with prayer. I can't remember. It's in Ephesians somewhere. Okay, let me know. Okay. Trying to find it here, you guys. So I get blank sometimes. I know I'm not supposed to have blank airspace, but I do have some. Okay, it's Ephesians six eighteen. Okay, it says prayer always, praying always. And I'm going to read the NIV version. It says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Um, so say, hold on, let me see this. See, hold on here. Hey, this is a version I like better. It says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And my God will meet all your needs according to his glories and riches in Christ Jesus. But it's, it really, it says, and that's Philippians. That's in Philippians. Okay, it's not, it says be anxious for nothing. I thought it was Ephesians, but it's uh, Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and, you know, the peace that, and it, it says in, uh, I think, the King James Version, that the, uh, that God will give you peace. There will be a peace that passes understanding. So I love that because it's with prayer and supplication, just knowing, make, make your request to God, say, hey, this is God what I need, and then letting it go, even in the midst of the things that you can't solve or change, okay? So that is my, it's the word for today, okay? My it's the word is embrace the chaos. And let it lead you to peace, all right? And you can use uh, Philippians 4, 6, okay? And let that be your guide. That's my it's a word for y'all. <laughs> okay, so it is time that we get into the, it's time for the ratchet part of the show. <laughs> it's time where we get into the hot topics of the day, all the hot topics that's going on. Uh, I'm going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. And we're going to talk about, oh, my God, what do I got to talk about? We got to talk about Beyonce. Beyonce is back. <laughs> Beyonce is back, but Maxwell's not. <laughs> well, he's back out here on tour, but he's not. Beyonce is back with Renaissance, right? Uh, Beyonce, we're going to talk about her. We're going to talk about the Fed raises rates. Keisha Bottoms lands a job at the White House. Uh, thousands of cattle mysteriously die. And we're going to talk about uh, Blue Ivy and Jay-Z at the game, okay, uh, at the basketball game. And, you know, y'all always talking about how cute little Blue looks. But I want to give them a compliment before I start in with my Ramada Inn stuff. <laughs> okay, so we got so much to talk about, so much today. So I'm going to get right to it. I'll be back in a moment, but we got you know how we do. Back to play some uh, fun music before uh, while we started off. Okay, so. 
I love this song. I was just singing this song before uh, uh, before uh, the show started. I just love Tevin Campbell, Back to the World. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment with y'all, okay? <laughs>
bakery Whole thing eats Chef cause she's a treat She's so bougie bougie On appetite I'm a savage Had a too nasty Talk big shit But my bank account match it Hood but I'm classy Rich but I'm ratchet Haters kept my name in their mouth Not a gagging he say the way that thing move is to move I told that boy we gotta keep it lowly, me the room key How them bled to block and now it's hot, bitch, I'm tungy I'm mood and I'm moody I'm a savage Classy, bougie, ratchet Sassy, moody, nasty Acting stupid, what's happening? What's happening? I'm a savage Classy, bougie, ratchet Sassy, moody, When I dance On that demon time She might start her only fans Big B and that B stand for bands If you wanna see some real ass Baby, here's your chance I say left cheek, right cheek Drop it low and swing Sex is up in this thing Put you up on this game I be parking my frame Gang, 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 gang If you don't jump to put jeans on Baby, you don't feel my pain Please don't give me hype Write my name in ice Can't argue with these lazy bitches I just break my pride I'm a boss, I'm a leader I pull up in my two-seater And my mama was a savage Niggas got this shit from Tina I'm a savage Yeah Classy, bougie, ratchet yeah. Sassy, moody, nasty yeah. Acting stupid, what's happening? What's happening? I'm a savage Yeah Classy, bougie, ratchet With the knees, he be like, damn, how that thing moving in the jeans? Even D4L couldn't do it like me, like me.
know when I saw Chloe trying to rise up and have a single, I should have said, wait a minute, Anna, Anna, here, here she come. Where's she at? When any of her artists get ready to do an album, I said, no, she's not far behind. No, 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 no. Listen, okay, it's facts. Y'all know I am telling the truth out here. Little Chloe tried to put a little song out. She got a little slow song coming out. Coming and it sounds good. Surprises or whatever. Listen, listen. I don't know if there's room for the both of you. <laughs> she knows that, but she is giving you time, little Chloe. She's saying, "Hey, y'all. I'm telling y'all now. I'm telling all you girls the end of July. Okay. Now here's where I will say this. It's supposed to be the end of July that Beyonce is coming back. Okay. She showed up. I mean, this week it's uh, you know first she first thing she did was deleted all her. Her, um, you know, when she deleted her little icons on her thing, and all y'all was going crazy because you thought that y'all knew that was means the album was coming or whatever. So she did, she did that first, okay. And um, then, you know, this week suddenly she puts Act One Renaissance, and then we see the British Vogue cover of her riding on it. I, I, I joked to said, okay, you know, because I said she gonna be dressed like Charday and still Snow Allegra <laughs> Or is she going to banish little Chloe to the place where all Rock Nation female artists go? <laughs> oh, oh, that was a bad joke. <laughs> where do they go? Y'all know. Besides the ones that are, were already popular when they got on, can you name one besides Meg Stallion and Rihanna? <laughs> oh, God, I got to Those were accidents. <laughs> okay, listen. And Meg raps. Okay, so. <laughs> anyway, though, I had to jump. Okay, okay. She shows up on a Vogue cover very weirdly. I love the artistic look of it, though. It's red. She's in black. It, and, and, and immediately I thought, because I saw the red horse, and, you know, I'm a Bible girl, so I was like, uh-oh. Cause I know I know how y'all Illuminati and conspiracy theory people think. Cause I'm a conspiracy theorist. I was like, okay, we got violence happening everywhere in these damn streets in America right now, all around the world. To be honest, we got violence happening, and this bitch shows up on a red horse in black. <laughs> and you know how she likes to think she's a symbolic. You know they already be calling you a witch and all that shit out here, Beyonce. Okay, so like, so she she want to be extra symbolic. Do she really probably know what, you know, they, they say in Revelations about the horsemen, the four horsemen? Y'all know about the end times theory, right? Now, here, I'm going to get into that in a minute because I don't want to get into, you know, I'm going to get into some symbolism about that in a minute, okay? Because I'm going to warn her, quit playing this shit out here. She really ain't into that shit, but we're going to talk about it in a minute here, okay? But here's the thing. Beyonce shows up, Act One Renaissance. We know the album is coming. Uh, I don't want to. What did I get? I got. Do I have a pull up the article? Uh, so I can read the article first for you guys. We'll start with that. Um, no, we want to start with the symbolic. We'll start with uh, the Be Out and Renaissance arrives in late July. Uh, this is according to All Hip Hop uh, com. Beyonce ignited a firestorm on the internet speculation in her uh, immutable way 
on Wednesday, June 8th, after removing her profile. She talked about that. However, all the speculation is over. The hives have stopped buzzing and began doing so legitimately as their queen bee has announced their inter- the intermittent arrival of Act 1 Renaissance. Uh, title issued a simple tweet that called social media going to overdrive, okay? Uh, Beyonce Renaissance, July 29th. Okay. All right, so... <laughs> I will say this to Beyonce. The last few albums we know, okay? Oh, no, 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 Beehive, don't start. Don't get mad at me because the last albums, you guys claim to have been fans of them, but they did not do as well as the hype. They did okay, but not as well as the hype, especially Black is King. Don't start, Beehive. You claim to be Beehivers, but you don't buy her shit. (laughs) Okay, so... Except for tickets to a concert. So I, I, I'm pretty sure this is going to be visual. Visual be? Visual? Okay, let me just say this. I love the paintings. I love the oddity of it all, but it screams Solange. It do, I mean, it's, it, it does. This is the time where Beyonce, Beyonce has tried. And I, and I don't want, I'm not saying this to Pitt Sisters again, because they, they love each other. I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is that Beyonce has a bad habit of trying to prove herself all the fucking time. I just play savage. That's the kind of shit Beyonce is good at, okay? Like, the, I've said it constantly. I know y'all get mad at me. Like, when, and she does every now and then, like, a little song, Love on Top, and stuff like that. She's, but Beyonce is not good at trying to be deep. And this is, she's coming out already out the gate freaking odd. I'm, I'm already seeing it. It's beautiful pictures, beautiful looks. It's something I would expect more of Solange, but it's the only thing that I wouldn't expect I, because it's, it's it, where it does become a little bit of Beyonce because it's a tint of glamour to it because Solange is more uh, deep vibe. But I, I do feel like she borrows a lot from that because Beyonce wants to prove herself that I am a thinker. I am this. It's not that we don't think you're a thinker. The reason we don't think you're a thinker, Beyonce, let me explain. And I've said this on her uh, on here a couple of times. The old Beyonce used to talk and shit. Like, we used to see her. Like, she used to say stuff. Like, yeah, I know people talking about the way you talk. It's okay. Shit. People talk about whatever. People talk about when people talk all the time. Beyonce, you can't worry about that shit. But you look like a fucking robot in these streets. The last several years, this bitch, I swear, it, I, I didn't think nobody was there. I, mean, I ain't been thinking nobody was home. I was like, I, you see her come out, she looks like a robot. Every she sits down in the car, she looks like a robot when she gets awards. She looks like a robot when she's talking. I mean, she looks scared as fuck to say anything. She just looks ridiculous. It's just, and, I sit, and I'm like, you can't come out like that anymore. The age of what Michael Jackson and them used to be, I know you're trying to be that and you wish you could, but you can't. That age is gone, baby. Only those old, even Janet's not out here acting strange and shit. She's even talking more and showing us. She's even doing her own tweets. This, Beyonce don't tweet nothing unless she sell, I, buy it, I'm selling some Ivy parts. <laughs> and then it don't even tweet then. <laughs> okay? You got to stop. You need to put captions to your stuff. Even if it's a cat, say some shit. Nobody knows what you're, what you are. And even when you show up on these damn documentaries, it sounds the same way. Okay, it's just so if you come out weird again for the first week or so, baby, they're gonna buy your shit because you Beyonce. Okay, they are with some ticket sales or as visual, they're gonna buy it. 
but it's going to die off like the other ones. If you don't do something that's in your lane, if you don't, we you can't go weird again. You got to stay in the. You got to stay trend. I, I know you're trapped in it, but you got to be a little trendy. You got to have. You're gonna get critically acclaimed if you come out with some weird shit. That's what you want. But these girls out here is on some other vibes now. They not little Chloe is out here. Literally, she's a little creation of you. She didn't really literally became you. It's a little that little. She just walking around just you, okay, with some braids. Beyonce with some braids. So you and she do it. She do you so well that if you come out any weirder, nobody's gonna. People gonna be like, huh? You cannot do. You gotta. You, I wish. I, I'm gonna tell you what I really wish. She would have just been regular, like have fun, like just being like a girl, be a woman, just have fun, show your shit, show your body, like you've been doing. Show your. I mean, just be sexy, not weird. Just, just be, just have fun with it. Just be regular Beyonce. Show people who you are. I know that Scorpio Moon is telling you, don't do it, don't do it. But listen to the Mars and Leo. And come out here and show people who you are. Be Beyonce. Go back and borrow from little Beyonce back in the day. Borrow, have a little personality. Laugh again. Stop looking like a fucking robot walking around here. Talk about your real shit. Come out and talk about some real issues. You want people to take you seriously? Talk like you a person. Let's hear your let's hear your story, because not through song, but let's hear you tell it, and then you sell your shit. But you just weird. You just starting to be like weird, and we know, and it's like a chase for deepness. Beautiful pictures, no doubt, because you're a beautiful girl, okay. But you just look weird, and I will tell you this too. I'm gonna say some shit. Now, I know what the, y'all thinking out here with the revelation shit. Beyonce, I don't know if you even know. Do you, I don't even know if you know what was going on about the four horsemen, Beyonce. I, you might not know. Everybody don't know. Okay, you know, there's a prophecy in Revelations about four horsemen. Like, you know, and there's different, and these four horsemen at the end, in the end times, bring plagues onto the the earth because, the you know, it is, it is, we're getting, it's going towards the tribulation period, Okay. Now, Beyonce, here's the thing about you, what people think, okay? Because you and Jay-Z have had fun playing on this little witch shit and witch theory. But some motherfuckers out here think y'all were actually witches and shit, okay? So, listen, and y'all might be. I don't know. <laughs> but I will tell you this, okay? Uh, that four horsemen thing, it's the, the scripture in Revelation says that, you know, they saw four, the fourth horseman and he was dipped in blood. Let me, I'm, I'm going to read to y'all, okay? Because, see, because we get... I'm getting ready. I'm gonna, I'm wrapping this all up, okay? Because we're gonna talk about Beyonce, and we're gonna end this part of the segment talking about Beyonce. But I, I need to get this out of the way, okay? Let's listen. Revelation for her. Okay, let's see if we can talk about the for Revelation. Uh, six. It's Revelations. The Four Horsemen, Revelation 6, 1 through 8, okay? And it says, um, there. I'm going to read the part where because Beyonce's on a red horse, okay? And let's see. Is that the one? 
Okay, and there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that set thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword, okay? So she is in red. She has this whole thing set up in red because, you know, Illuminati, a lot of y'all think they into something, they be throwing out here symbolism and shit like that, okay? And black, okay? And a lot of people, Beyonce, let me tell y'all what they think. A lot of people think y'all think. Okay, because y'all be throwing up something. I think they in something. I do believe there is some sort of uh, probably, you know, there's probably some sort of um, a celebrity uh, <laughs> a group, little group like fraternity or sorority, and that's why they be throwing up their little one eyes and size and studying of Egyptology, some occultism and stuff like that and all that. So it's, that, that might be so because, you know, uh, they're dealing in a high-energy, high-level very um, theater and theater work and stuff, it it can be very magical. I mean, theatrical and the arts can be very magical, okay? Uh, So they could be dealing a lot of stuff, okay? I like some occult things, okay? So here's where I will say that a lot of people think uh, there is rumors that these celebrities sometimes throwing up six, six times because they believe in this thing called the divine God, which is Satan, okay? A lot of people say it's Satan or whatever. It's the idea of Satan. So they they really actually, so allegedly, I'm not saying that's Beyonce and them, but allegedly there are rumors that a lot of celebrities like to want to bring forth uh, a Satan coming onto the earth, or the idea of the Antichrist or the sin, because, you know, they worship that, Okay. Okay, so they so you, so a lot of people thinking with her on that red horse, like, bitch, you trying to bring in the apocalypse? You welcoming this, this the devil, right, or whatever? And but they don't think of it allegedly as the devil. Allegedly, they think of it as some sort of Satan, as some sort of God. <laughs> but he's not a God; he's a created being. <laughs> if y'all believe that, y'all didn't read the Bible good, y'all, because a lot of y'all be claiming to be Christian. Y'all didn't read the Bible good. Satan is not an equal. He's not a. He's not a. He's not an equal to God. He's. A, he's not even the opposite. He is a created being <laughs> who sinned. <laughs> right? If that's what you're going by the Christian law, okay. So, I will say this, okay. If you're fucking with occultism in that way, <laughs> be very careful. I would say if that is what she's doing out these streets, I would say please be very careful. It is too much blood sacrificing and all kind of bullshit going out here. Don't be playing those these devils. These devils, these the devil will wrap you up and throw you, spit you out. Ain't got no care, okay? So I hope they not playing with these symbolisms that are very serious symbolisms. It'd be different if she came out and explained, "Hey, I see the world in chaos today, and you know, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a person who believes that the word and God are biblical things, and I dressed up as the red horseman to remind us, you know, to use the red horse to remind us of the symbolism in the word of God that says, you know, that He gave them swords that let's not kill each other, let's not do this. She's not doing that. She's being very mystical and shit about it. I'm not saying she is that, but I noticed that a lot of people were thinking it. A lot of people saw it and saw the symbolism. She might not know none of this. She might not have no clue what it looks like. There may be people behind the scenes. All I'm saying is if she does know, be careful. Playing with shit. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy out in these streets. I will be playing with that kind of shit whatsoever. But it, le- it lets you really have a message with it, okay? 
So uh, it's interesting. Uh, I'm going to go, let me go to what they said here about her, because uh, they do have an article from British Vogue, which is a very interesting. To me, listen, it's just a look. If you read the article, it's basically him talking about uh, uh, the person who did this article is talking about how Beyonce, uh, you let them hear the new music or whatever. And the good news about it is the music, they said they said the music seemed upbeat and fast and stuff, which is good because she needs that. She needs, she does not need to come off uh, strange, okay, not black as kingish, not even kind of lemonade-ish, okay. She needs to really... Uh, do I know she's gonna try to get deep? I I don't, but it better have a beat to it. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying. So it's it's just you know, it it is what it is. She needs a beat. She needs to do something that is very uh, Beyonce braggadocious, which is that's what Beyonce, the character of Beyonce, comes off as very braggadocious, very this and that. She needs to be that. Okay, that's what she does her best stuff in. Okay. Um, but it's uh, in here. It says uh, it says uh, this is an article by Raphael Pavarotti. It says uh, Grammy dominating Queen B of all the of all uh, Queen B of all she surveys has trained her considerable artillery on America's musical soundscape of the 20th century. Do I need to add there is also a little mystery at play? Beyonce knows Carter, a writer of excellent and lengthy texts had taken to messaging me, has brainstormed the direction of her Vogue shoot together. A fashion fan, uh, fantasia spun from the trope, troops of, uh, tropes of club life during the last century uh, final quarter. Mirror balls, light boxes, headdresses, uh, headdresses, of course a horse and on the dance floor, certainly a motorcycle for her uh, to adorn uh what is that, Junior Wantabee, uh, Leathers and Harris Reed and Rooker boot, uh, Boots, why not? We wanted to play with fashion like never before. And as we swapped references from the 1990s garage scene to the 80s excess, talked hair and beauty and got to know her team, a vision of glittering retro futurism began to take shape. So Beyonce wants to bunch out of believe she's going to bring some sort of renaissance, okay, which you know what renaissance means, new. Uh, but she's also bringing, she, which is interesting, she used Renaissance. Now, if you are into the Illuminati shit and stuff like that, you, you find that fascinating because you like, do you believe, because they would say, the Illuminati 6-6 people and all that stuff would say, hey, they're trying to be in the Renaissance of the, this Antichrist coming or this, this thing coming to power or this age or whatever. That's what they think a lot of celebrities be doing, Okay. I just say I hope they ain't playing with no cult shit out here, okay? Because you know, uh, you, you might be fly right on that red horse. You might be the they might you might it might be ugly for you. I just say don't play no games out in these streets with the cult like with the cult shit. But if she is, you know, she might know what she's doing. With, so more power to your ass, okay? But however, uh, she did. She they saying she was very much involved in this, which they often do. Which sometimes I don't believe, okay? Uh, she remained too true to her word on a bright morning in early April, a year of, uh, April this year, a few days after her performance at the Oscars. She arrived from the school run and ready to shoot. White t-shirt, skinny jeans, uh, hair and ponytail. This was uh, a be and relaxed collaborator mode. Okay. 
And then they talk about her being at dinner. They show some of the pictures. You guys have to read this article. She did ask me if I wanted to hear her new music. Uh, Instantly a wall of sound hits me, soaring vocals and fierce beats combined in a split second. I'm transported back to the clubs of my youth. I want to get up and start throwing uh, moves. It's music I love to my core. Okay, I don't know if he's a Beyonce fan or not. Okay, so listen, he probably is. I mean, they're doing Vogue, okay? Uh, It's uh, Beyonce's club kid. Okay, that's what she's trying to come off as, a club kid cover, okay? They're trying to uh, club kid cover fashion, okay? But it's a lot of symbolism to people with a keen eye who know symbolism. So a lot of people are kind of looking at that like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? So she might look at it as she's trying to look like a kid, a club kid, but some people when they see that real horse and all that shit and and the two globes, the two moons, it's it's a lot of shit that seems (laughs) the plastic dress up. Uh, the and the whole idea of renaissance, okay? Because there is, I you know, there is this energy to her that comes off very people consider occultism. Occultism. She really needs to be careful of understanding that and maybe come out and explain. You know, they well that her people come out and they're. I think they're trying to do that with saying it's a club kid look and all that stuff because you know I know the Illuminati. People. I already saw videos. It's already videos up right damn now. <laughs> but people already saying Revelation six. There was people in comments saying Revelation. So it's like you know you she you know she might not know nothing about that right. But it's and sometimes you know some people I've heard some people tell me that it's people behind the scenes that be putting them up to a lot of these symbolism and a lot of the celebrities don't even know. But I I don't believe that shit. I've seen a number of celebrities doing occultic shit. Okay, now it's like I I do think that um, that they do practice somewhat. You know some magician shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it is what it is, okay? You know what I'm saying? They're in a Neptunian uh, career thing. It's just that when you play with them, I mean, you know, when you play with it, you better know what you're playing with, you know? So, uh, yeah, interesting. So Beyonce is coming. I, I said my piece about what Beyonce needs to be in order to be successful because Beyonce is not the type of artist that should have been off for four years, four or five years. I, I get that she needs that break. But the type of music that she's done, she really hasn't been off. It's it been about two or three years because she had they released Back as King or The Gift or whatever that is twice. Okay, so she, so she's been out here, but she but without it and without her steeds of what she normally is, which is that uh, BJ ego ego kind of like thing. It hasn't really. I mean, you know, the sales. I mean, Lemonade was kind of wanted. Even though it was critically acclaimed in sales, y'all like it was critically acclaimed, but I don't know if the sales was that high. And even uh, Lemonade was probably the last decent seller, but I don't think it was even. Be, I mean, it wasn't where it should be for Beyonce. I mean, like I said, it's, I, I told y'all what she is: the Michael Jackson without the Thriller. Okay, there is, and it will never be a Thriller for her. Okay, because they they don't sell albums like that no more. It may be streams or something. So. Uh, <laughs> this is very interesting. The rollout is interesting. Uh, she's going back to having to 
uh, do what other artists do. And I heard somebody say some dumb shit the other day talking about, oh, Beyonce's bringing back the rollout. Bitch, they, she ain't bringing back the rollout. Most artists do rollouts, okay? The thing is, the people behind Beyonce thought she was so big they didn't have to do rollouts. <laughs> they can just drop that shit in the middle of the night and poof. But Beyonce ain't like that. Y'all overhyped Beyonce. And that's no diss to her. It is what it is. They've over. They put a lot of money to something that isn't what they put the money to. That she's great performance wise. She's performance wise. Yeah, that's why we've been getting picture albums. Oh shit! Don't try to sit there. Don't try to act act like you don't know we've been getting picture albums. They know that y'all are enthralled with the look of Beyonce, okay? Beyonce is a seductress, baby. She's a Scorpio moon, Lilith and Scorpio. Hey, so she out here in these streets, she's seducing. But Beyonce, if you just go just listen to Beyonce shit, like sitting up in your house just turning on, like listen to the last couple of hours, you be like, oh, Lord. Except for you to be high and beehive and overly zealous. But other than that, if you're not with she, it's great, though, when you got the whole picture of her on. Like, when you got the picture and she's doing the, doing things and stuff. But the last album that, to me, was really Beyonce-esque and you could play without, um, uh, without the, uh, you know, without pictures and stuff. She even did a picture book for that. Was that Lemonade or was, no, it wasn't Lemonade. It was the Formation one. And it had a couple of songs on there, like the, uh, like, uh, like, uh, what's the, 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 the blow and stuff like that. It was a, it was about two or three, the song with Nicki Minaj. It, but it still wasn't what it should have been. So, I mean, she, to me, her last great era, for me, for me, was B-Day. I love four, even though people didn't like four. Four was a dismal, like some people say failure, okay? But I liked four. I thought four was very good. Uh, B-Day was good. I thought I Am Sasha Fierce was over the top. It was overly hyped. It wasn't her best. Uh, the first two first two or three albums, great. Good albums. Okay, B-Day, very good. B-Day wasn't what it should to me. I don't think I did. I, I thought it was overhyped too, but I thought it was one of her best albums. Um, she has to go back to that formula. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, Beehive. She does. She has to go back to something similar. The crazy and love that she has to come. She has. She has to come with because she's built that energy up. Now she she thinks that because she's done the last four years these critically acclaimed albums, and you can buy critics to say do whatever the fuck. I'm not saying that's what she did, but you can say buy critics to say whatever the fuck you want. But she thinks that because she's she's brought some critical I mean, <laughs> alleged no. Because she's gotten some critically acclaimed out here, that she can come out with another album that's a dismal uh, failure and get critical acclaim. I say that she and y'all beehive just hype it up in word only and and not really supporting it. I don't think she can do that anymore. But we'll see. Let's see. I mean, they already the rollout. So she has to do the rollout this time. They realize, hey, we shouldn't have dropped the album at midnight. I mean, it was hyped on all the, uh, uh, the uh, everybody hyped it on all the stations and TV and the reporters and stuff like that because we got them in the fix, but the people didn't show up like they did. So now we got to roll her ass out again. <laughs> 
Okay, that ain't nothing new she ain't bringing out. Artists been out here doing rollouts. What the fuck you think Maxwell doing rolling out? He been rolling out for about fucking four years, but he's still rolling out. <laughs> who, else, who else rolling out? A lot of these artists do rollouts. The rollout is still happening. They, they, when you start seeing an artist on a bunch of shit, like real, like you like you ain't seen their ass in a long time, you're like, what the fuck? You're like, damn, they out here for a long time. You know, th- th- that's when you see it. Maxwell's probably one of those rare artists that take that do a fucking rollout for like four or five years. I mean, that's just, I don't know what the fuck. This is crazy. They just had him on tour for a long ass time. I, I actually believe he's supposed to do probably released night three four years ago maybe but maybe two or three years ago they thought he was and then he just kept rolling the fuck out just doing the tour and then covid hit so i think covid hurt that too so that's why he his rollout seems a long time but i really believe though on the real see i joke about it on here but i do think night's coming because of the heavy promotion that you see now but the onface ass they thought they couldn't they didn't have to do that shit but they do she, they, they, they started the overhype train with her, and the only way it works is to keep overhyping. I mean, I don't know, I don't even think it even works to be honest. But that's what they do. I mean, the most hyped art artist in history with no reason why. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be mean. It's just facts. I mean, you can look at it. You can look it up. <laughs> look up the numbers if you want to. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. I just don't think the hype matches. The thing, okay? I mean, it just it just doesn't. It just doesn't. I like her, but it just doesn't. And y'all get mad at me for saying that. I'm I'm truthful with it. It's it's just not. It's just over. It's a lot of overhype, and she's had to pay the price for that as an artist. Her her role now she's having to roll out. Ask Warren Renaissance. That's rolling out. Can't drop no more albums at midnight. Cause the shit didn't do it. You can't just drop Iron King and then repackage it. I mean, gift, and then repackages Iron King. Shit didn't work. That one album, though, that the, with the petition, they dropped that. That's the one they dropped that. In. It was a picture book. That's why it worked. Picture. Oh, don't act like this. Lemonade was a picture book. Shit. It was an album, but it was a picture book. Picture book. Performance. You got to have her performance. Performance. She's got to be performing. What y'all think this is out here? I told y'all. <laughs> Beyonce got to perform. The music is subpar. But when she has a great performance behind the music, it sells the music. It helps to sell the music, okay? All right, so. Oh, my goodness. I've, I've made people hot. I know I have. It's okay. I'm go- I've am i already got my ticket to the Ramada. I've already got I'm already ready to check in, okay? All right, to the Ramada Inn. I'm good. All right, so let's talk about the news, okay? I wanted to get Beyonce out of the way because I knew, you know, <laughs> you Beyonce fans, I know, you beehivers, be mad. <laughs> do what you do. All right, so, uh, Joe, are we on Joe Biden? Are we on that? Uh, what do we want to go talk about? Um uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms. Okay. She's got an offer former Atlanta mayor to join Biden's White House staff. So it's sort of like getting a, a ride on the Titanic, getting offered a ride on the Titanic. <laughs> Keisha got offered a ride on the Titanic. <laughs> okay, I'm playing. I kid, I kid. <laughs> Can I play? 
Oh, my God. According to uh, MSN.com, it says former Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms will join the White House in the coming days as director of the Office of Public Engagement, a White House official confirmed to the Hill on Tuesday. So that's probably why she didn't take a second term. Bottoms will replace Cedric Richmond, who left the White House last month as one of the President Biden's top advisors in the West Wing. And she still could have not taken because somebody said she's replacing somebody, but that doesn't mean maybe that was a deal. I don't know. But it says the Office of Public Engagement is tasked with, the, with engaging the public about the White House agenda. Elected in 2017, Bottoms served one term as one-term mayor of Atlanta and gained prominence for her handling of the coronavirus pandemic in the city, but for opting not to run for re-election. Did she really have a nigga? They say y'all motherfuckers in Atlanta never went in. <laughs> y'all was like Texas. <laughs> but they said Bottoms was floating his potential running mate for Biden before he picked Vice President Harris. Biden in 2021 appointed Bottoms to serve as the vice chairwoman of civic engagement and voter protection at the Democratic National Committee. Okay, so Keisha Bottoms, congratulations for your trip on the Titanic. I mean, for your uh, your uh, new job at the White House. <laughs> Good luck. I'm so terrible. Why did I say this shit? I said, I don't have, have any friends. The Fed this week. We knew it was coming. As a matter of fact, listen, one of my favorite, favorite money guys to listen to about the economy has always been Bill Fleckenstein. Bill Fleckenstein. He's been warning about this for years. Bill has been talking about this. Bill even had a great book even years ago. Was it Bill that wrote this book on, was he the one that wrote the book? No, it wasn't Bill. I forget who wrote the book uh, about, uh, about, uh, 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 the Alan Greenspan and how how for you, how the age of credit and everything America is listen America is getting a fucking wake up call right because I mean you know we've been in some shit for a long time but now the chickens have come home to roost yes they have economically okay uh, but it says the Federal Reserve and it's because the the Fed has been doing some crazy shit since the nineties. And a lot of people believe it started with fucking Alan Greenspan, okay, pumping credit into the system, okay, and all kind of shit, okay. But it says the Federal Reserve on Wednesday hiked interest rates by three-quarters of a percentage point. Its most aggressive move yet to control inflation has it squeezes the U.S. economy. And this is according to MSN Money Market. It says the Fed has not enacted a hike of this size since 1994 and signaled similar large hikes could be coming later this year in an effort to cool down the booming economy by raising the cost of lending. For weeks, Fed leaders set expectations for an increase in interest rates of half a percentage point as in May. But a surprisingly bleak inflation report released last week, the war in Ukraine and new growing signs that the markets and American public have lost faith in the Fed, ignited more forceful push from central bank policymakers as they wrapped up two days of meetings. Uh, it says, we thought the strong action was warranted at this meeting, and we delivered on that, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome H. Powell said in a news conference following decision. It is essential that we bring inflation down. If we are to have a sustained period of strong labor market conditions that benefit all, 
the current picture is plain to see. The labor market is extremely tight and inflation is much too high. You know, somebody I was talking to this week had a great synopsis. I was saying it for me, when you see, when you can't tell no fucking difference between the classes, like when poor people are running around here in Louis Vuitton, <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? And running around here, and, and you got uh, middle class out here taking private jets and shit like that, and, and there's no difference. You can't tell the difference between the ultra elite and middle class and all that shit. That that shit, that means there's too much shit going on. <laughs> it means that there is a fake economy somewhere to boot, okay? And so, you know, you can't have that, okay? You can't have that. Get your lane. You can't have, you know, it, 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 and they don't want that, okay? So it is right for something really ugly to happen in the economic system, okay? I hate to say it. Oh, my God, we've been living like this since the 90s. Alan Greenspan started the bullshit. I'm telling you, allegedly, well, it's allegedly, let me say that. Have you ever read the book, The Maestro? The Maestro? I did years ago about Alan Greenspan. Interesting book, okay? But listen, it started then, and we had the first housing shit, and we didn't, we didn't, we didn't pay no attention to that shit. And then it kept going. We we back at it again. Houses out here is too motherfucking much in some of these little bitty cities, okay? It's getting re- the robbery is happening. It's getting ready to start. I'm hoping it don't, but I think it's gonna happen. You know, I heard a person say years ago, "Never think of your house as a uh, has a uh, has an asset. It is meant to be thought of as a liability because how the market can change, changing the price of your house, and you're always putting money into your house." So it's never good to think of it like that, right? Uh, something happened in the market in a day and changed the, the value of your house, and causing your uh, equity to go down, all kinds of things I've heard, you know. And it's interesting because a lot of people have bought into the housing market at, two, at extreme prices, right, <laughs> in certain areas and stuff like that. And if we have a market that falls, because housing is being hit right now as we speak, so we have a market that falls the fuck apart, especially in housing. People are going to be having houses that they may have bought for, let's say, half a million, and they weren't worth but 300 I mean, it could be some rotten shit going on. I always say the robbery, the big robbery's about to happen. They about to rob us. <laughs> Get ready. They, they, they can't wait. They they knew this was gonna happen to America though, but it's the people like Bill Fleckenstein who have been sounding this alarm for years. So I am not surprised. And the Fed, I don't know if that hike is going. They should have been hiking before. It's not. I don't know. I don't know. It may be too much, too little, too late. Hope not. World, the world, we live in a strange world. Tell you, it's the Twilight Zone. It's the Twilight Zone. All right, so speaking of the Twilight Zone, did y'all see the cows? Did 
did y'all see the mysterious, like the cows out here, the little, the, the cows, the thousands of cows that mysteriously died, they said due to a heat wave? Bitch, it been 98 degrees and 100 degrees in Kansas before. Ain't never seen that, no, that shit. Okay, it's something the fuck else happened. I don't care what they say, okay? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. This is my opinion, okay? But it says, uh, thousands of cattle deal, this is according to TheGuardian.com, due to heat wave in Kansas. Extreme heat is predicted for large parts of the U.S., including Kansas, which is one of the country's top three beef producers. Mm -mm, They trying to fuck with the food chain. Not inflation and messing with the food chain. Oh, boy. Speaking of that, I forgot to say this. Sidebar. Side, sidebar. But I went to see Jurassic Park last night. It was so good. I was expecting for it to be a fucking bust. I was like, this ain't going to be no good. But it was a subject. And and, and what they talked about is, is this idea of this this uh, science laboratory or something who had control over a lot of the... Uh, uh, of the di- like the di- dinosaurs that suddenly we're in, in in Jurassic Park, this new Jurassic Park. We're living in a world where dinosaurs coexist with people, right? But they have this whole thing about the food supply and food shortage. This uh, whole um, uh, 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 plot. I don't want to tell y'all the story, but can I just say this? This was as good as the first one. Seriously. It was, and my little cousins was little, uh, little, little. When they were young, they came to see me, and I took them to. Uh, we went, we went to see Jurassic Park. Like we went to, we we had a day at the. Um, I took them to the. Uh, uh, oh my God, what is it? The aquarium, right? And I love you. I like hanging with little kids. Right? And they were so funny. They were little, so they. So I took them to the aquarium, and in, in the aquarium, we went to this like we went to this this is big IMAX, and we went to see. Of the first Jurassic Park, <laughs> and this was years ago. Oh my God, they had that 3D glasses. So they were so freaked out. Oh, oh my God, ATE. <laughs> well, they loved it. They loved it. It was funny. The first Jurassic Park. So I just had a memory of that. But I went to see the third one last night. It is really good. It is good. Can I just say it is good? It is a good storyline. Everything. I know I didn't get that high point. I don't know why, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was as good as the first one, and I love the idea of the old Jurassic Park, the very first one meeting the new. Like, so they had a lot of old characters meets the new. They're doing that a lot in film. But that was really good. But it kind of reminded me of this thing because what we're talking about with the cattle and stuff because they kind of have a situation where a food supply shortage, because it may happen and stuff like that. So it's interesting, the sub, the storyline, the plot of it, Okay. So, anyway, but back to this. It says, uh, this week the National Weather Service predicted extreme heat on parts of the Gulf Coast and spreading to Great Lakes in the Midwest, with more than 100 million Americans advised to stay inside to fight the heat. Kansas has also been hard hit and will continue to be. The state is among the top three producers of beef in the country, where there are twice as many cows as people, and beef is among its top experts. Exports, according to the United States Environmental Protection Agency, heat waves in the U.S. have steadily gone up by frequency, duration, and intensity in four decades since the 1960s. It says the annual number of heat rays rose from two in the 1960s to six in the 2010s. Um, 
I mean, it says, what is clear is the livestock and human, and human for that matter, heat stress issue will become increasingly challenging for livestock farmers to deal with. Has the world warmed, said Phil Thornton, a climate researcher and professor who authorized a 2021 report on the impact of increasing heat in livestock. Gerald C. Nelson, his co-author in the report, shared a more personal account. Nelson, an agricultural econ- economist and professor of emeritus at the University of Illinois' Urbana campaign, is from cattle ranching family. In the past two years alone, his only cousin who remained on the farm has witnessed catastrophic damage, extreme drought, a wildfire to destroy much of his grazing area, and extensively damage to physical infrastructure. Okay, uh, it says, Thornton, who's research strategist at the Netherlands Food Partnership and professor at the University of Edinburgh, said that there were measures that farmers could take to care for their cattle during such extreme heat, but it depends on feasibility. Let me just say this, okay? I don't believe that's what happened to all those fucking cows. I don't know who the fuck y'all think y'all talking to out in these, these streets. I've never seen no shit that I saw like that. I don't know what the fuck they trying to hide up in here. I don't know if it was just they put some sort of special heat or something on them cows, but I do not believe them cows died because of a heat wave. It's been hot as fucking Kansas before. I'm from I'm from Missouri. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. The, 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 one, on one side is Kansas, on the other side is Missouri. I know how to fuck Kansas wrong. It has been 98 degrees out there, and we ain't seen thousands and thousands of cows die all at once. I don't know what they think, who they think they fooling out in these streets, okay? I'm sorry, I don't know. They better they better check and make sure it ain't the it, it's the ain't something else. And I heard they doing autopsies or something on the cows. So hopefully they figure out in these streets what happened, okay? But it don't sound good. It don't sound good, y'all. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of crazy in this world right now, okay? Uh, this week, Blue Ivy and Jay Z showed up at the uh, one of the Warriors games this week. Uh, and they look, Blue Ivy looks such a doll baby. Uh, and Jay Z tried to hug her on the screen. It was funny. She was like, "Don't mess up my hair, <laughs> Daddy." <laughs> I was, and I thought that was so cute. She is growing up right before our eyes, and this is where I do want to compliment Jay Z and Beyonce. Okay. Because I love the way they do their children. Okay, listen, one thing, one of the greatest compliments anybody can get is on their parenting skills because that's a personal thing. I talk shit about them and how they do they how they do entertainment, but how they do their parenting skills, what I see, I don't know who do, I don't know them. They could be I don't know. They could be shit. They could be I don't, they could be something else. But from what I've seen. What I love about them as entertainers is they aren't like most celebrities. It seems like they've got a realistic vibe. Like it'd be motherfuckers on there trying to hide their kids. Oh, they, they, I just want them to have a normal life. Bitch, they can't have a normal life. You a damn movie star out here on TV every damn day. You Your kids will not. Listen, okay? Let me just say something. I was raised in a household <laughs> with singers, with gospel singers, okay? It was not normal. Some days were normal, but when I was little, I was traveling with them on the road, okay? I was a baby. I can still remember me holding up albums after the uh, thing. This shit wasn't normal. <laughs> okay, because they, they, they sang for a living. My grandmother with MC program, she was a D, radio DJ. It, shit, it, even, if we, even though it was on the small scale, it wasn't normal. My granny traveled and shit like that. was always doing music. My grandpa did music, okay? That's how they met. 
right, so listen, it, I, but I had to learn as I grew up, and my, my, my mom and them had it worse. My mom and them talked about how they lived with, uh, most of the times they would be with my great-grandparents sometimes, okay, because they was traveling. They took me with them, but they, with my, my mom and them, it was totally different. So th- th- when you're musicians or you have a different type of life in any kind of entertainment or any entertainment business, the life is going to be a little bit, bit different, especially for somebody on that level. Like they on a huge level. My grandparents was a little local gospel celebrity, but you you on a big level. <laughs> it's way different, and you can't pretend that your kids is in some normal shit. They not. They not. And you know celebrities who I'm talking about. But Jay Z and Beyonce, what I love is specifically with Blue Ivy. They teach them how to lean into the shit of their fame. It's like they teaching them how to play their hand. We know this ain't your hand. We know that this is the life we've created. But I want to teach you how to live in it. And I respect them for that shit. They don't hire Blue Ivy. They ain't trying to, they paparazzi get away, oh, Lord. They teaching her how to walk out and be paparazzi. Kim Kardashian does that shit, too. Kim is great at that, too. Kim is good at that with Little North. Kim teach Little North going to be a little star, okay? Little North already now, all right? Pose for the camera. She don't want to be bothered by the Yeah. You know, she already know how to move. I love that because they're not teach, they're teaching them. Hey, I know this ain't this ain't maybe maybe you wanted to grow up normal, but this is the shit you get. This is you got us as parents, and this is how you get. This is this is this is this. You coming into this network, and I'm gonna teach you how to use it. And with Jay Z and Beyonce particularly, I feel like they so methodical in how they teach, how they're teaching their children how to embrace it. It's not too much out there. But it's just enough so they understand the shit that they in some the shit they in, you know, and they embrace it. And they say, okay, you know what I'm saying? If you want to whatever you want to be, you can be. You don't have to be this. We know we got you in this. But because has your parents, we can advise you in, in, in how to go about it. We can advise you in how to embrace it, use it to your advantage. We're going to teach you how to play this hand. And I like that about them. I love that about them as parents. They, they, it's to me, they give the, they give, they give, especially Blue Ivy, the oldest one. They taught her how to embrace that spotlight, and probably she'll teach her sister and brother how to do so. Cause it, it's what it is. It is what it is. It ain't nothing you can change. When you got a kid, it ain't nothing you can. Ch- if you famous and you trying out here hot, it ain't you, 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 you do your child a disservice, in my personal opinion. They can't hide from you. You are, it is what it is. You are who you are. And oh, who else do that well? Okay, I, I know y'all going to say, Carolina, they don't do it well. <laughs> no, Jaden will, okay? Jaden will, because Jaden will on some weird shit. I know, I get it. But Jaden will, yes. Jaden Will, Jaden Will is a picture of making fucking mistakes. I mean, part of Jaden Will's mistakes is, to me does not have nothing to do with the kids' person like them. It's more with their personal shit. But but as far as Jaden and 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 Willow and all of them, they they know how to play that hand. Y'all, y'all motherfuckers be talking about Jaden Willow. They know how to play the hand. They know how to play it. Even if it's weird or strange or something, they have gotten used to the limelight. 
They didn't try to hide them from it. And like Will said, when Jada, when Willow didn't want no more, he, she told him, hey, I'm tired of this, okay? <laughs> Let me take a break or whatever. But they, they taught them how to embrace that, what they were. And and they ain't trying to hide them and pretend that it don't it ain't it ain't you ain't you know this you I want you to live normal. Your kids will never be normal. You can try to set up normalcy, but it'll always come back to your ass. Okay, when you sit up here trying to say I've never my kids, I want to pretend like I'm a normal parent, and you the biggest star in the world. That's not gonna be. I don't care how much you do. I don't care if you bake cookies every day and you stay at home and you try to give some sense of normalcy. Motherfuckers are going to know you ain't normal. They're going to be like, your mama is uh, 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 Janet Jackson. Your mama's uh, 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 Beyonce. Ain't that Beyonce? It don't even matter. <laughs> it's never going to be normal. So you have to teach your kids how to embrace that energy so they can be able to discern who's who said they let in that energy? It, 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 it is what it is. They born into a family where it's it is, where that's that's there. And everybody born into different types of families. Okay, everybody has different types of legacies. You might be born into a family where your daddy's a doctor and he ain't home all the time, but he do spend. He got he he may not spend a uh, quantity time, but he spends quality time with you. Okay, he might be gone all the time. He always at the the doctor's office, and always, you know, oh, you like, oh, my daddy is uh, is uh, is at the uh, thing that is at the doctor's office today. But you you you've learned how to work and operate in that energy, and that's what to me, celebrities. It's just you have to do that. It's just my personal opinion. That's just something that has to that has to happen, and I think they do such a wonderful. Wonderful job of that. So shout out to Jay Z and Beyonce because they do. Oh yeah, no, 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 uh, no. I'm not gonna check into the Ramada in just yet. I said something nice, okay? I know I said something nice about her, her album, and she got me. But I think I'm decent. I think I'm being good today. This was. I think they they seem to do that well, okay? All right. So when I get back, okay, what we gotta talk about? We gotta talk about Britney Spears. Y'all talking about her and this prenup out here, child? That don't matter. We gonna talk about. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, let's see, uh, Cassie out here, Cassie's husband, done spoke about Diddy. Man, bad move, bad, bad, bad move, sir. We'll talk about that. Wendy Williams said farewell this week, the Wendy Williams show, farewell without Wendy Williams. I heard y'all, they said y'all gave, they gave her about seven minutes, okay? I ain't gonna talk, I'm talking about it right now, I ain't gonna talk about it later on. But, you know, Wendy deserves more than that, okay? It is what it is. I might talk about it a little bit, but she deserves more than that. That's, that's jacked up. And we got to talk about uh, also uh, Kevin Lowes and stuff out here wanting uh, Kevin Lowes and Jay-Z wanting rappers to uh, not uh, not be the lyrics, them to not, the prosecutors not to use lyrics uh, if they're talking about a murder or something against them in trial or something. Okay, we're going to talk about that because, you know, it's like, what the... What y'all talking about? Okay, so we go, we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more when we get back. But meanwhile, let's listen to a little bit of one of my favorite groups, Frankie Beverly and Mays, Back in Stride. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. I'll be back in a moment, y'all.
Happy Pride to all my LGBTQ friends. Fine wrote with a link to an LGBT uh, foundation. He added, attached is a charity that helps people who are in the closet and got to move on. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Along with other resources. Damn. <laughs> okay, we, we're not going You're not going to act like you don't know the rumors, okay, that have been out here for God knows how long. Okay? At this point, I personally, can I just tell you my personal thoughts on the matter? I actually think he's bisexual, okay? I, I You know, because the rumors are so strong. I mean, they have, you know, y'all got rumors out here on every fucking body, okay? But at this point, with him, it's a lot. Like, it's a lot. Like, it's like, it's not, no, this was going on when I was young, okay? So, it's like, it's like sort of like, eh. but that don't mean he is. That could be totally wrong. But at this point, that's my belief, okay? But that don't mean he didn't love Cassie, okay? Now, let me just say this, okay? Let me just talk my shit for a minute, okay? Cassie, you got a problem here, okay? You got a problem, okay? I was ready to be happy for you. But I'm about to get on out of time. No, it's not a Scorpio thing. Diddy was wrong because he's out here fucking with people. You know, you should have released that song about three years ago. Shit. Okay? Here's the thing. If I'm Alex Fine, you know, I'm not, which I'm not. But if I was him, okay, I would, I would, say, I would like to think that you would get on there. I would like to think. You get on and say, you know what, I get it. I get why he, hey, so crazy about her. I married her. I get it. She's dope, man. Too bad. Your loss is my win. <laughs> Something like that, okay? All right, don't say nothing. Don't dress his ass. Okay? However, because you addressed him so pettily, ladies, this is why it's hard to date down after you've been dating up. And I'm not saying Diddy's up because Diddy might not have been shitting how he treated her, right? You know what I'm saying? But I'm talking about on the money level. I'm talking about on the money and the fame level. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alex, you just let him know that there's trouble in the kingdom. Oh, yeah, I see what I said. I said you let, you let him know. He's fucking with you because he's trying to see. He's trying to see if you're insecure after this street. And he just, that Scorpio just found out that you're insecure. And that the one thing that bothers you is him. Okay? Why? Because he was rich, famous, had got coins. Now, allegedly in the street that Alex was a trainer that Diddy hired. And I don't think he working with the dollars that Alex had. Okay. I mean that he's working with the dollars that Diddy had. Diddy got eight hundred billion. It's hard to come behind a man with eight hundred billion dollars. Even if your girl loves you. She loves you. She loved me, but he don't believe it, Cass. He don't believe it. He don't believe it. Y'all had two babies, everything. He don't believe it. And the worst thing in the world, I'm eating these little sweet pickles right now, y'all. Y'all know how to do on this show. It's messy. The worst thing you can do 
in the world is be with an insecure man who can't get over your exes. And especially if you had a famous ex. Child, ain't nothing you can do with him, Cassie. He hurt. He mad. He's he jealous. Did he? He's probably a problem. And I bet she do everything to try to prove to his ass that she loved him. She had these two. It's too bad. She, she had these two babies. I, babies are a blessing, but sometimes you have them with the wrong motherfucker. Because you did. You were so desperate to get out of one thing that you jumped into some more shit. We shot. You got to be careful, ladies. I understand. Okay, I understand. Sometimes people jump and you, you find something so good and everything and you gone. Okay, right. But 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 this was some shit. She, I could tell that that being in a relationship with that Scorpio was probably fucking tormenting. She probably needed a break. She jumped right on in it. You know, Alice was there in her time and, he, and see, she didn't see everything properly. So that's my opinion. She didn't see. Cause this motherfucker ain't going to never be able to get over the fact that she was once with somebody like Diddy. And listen, the relationship is all out here in these streets. It's all out here. Listen, it's, listen. It's Bobby Brown's wife last week. What was Bobby Brown's wife talking about Whitney Houston? I want, allegedly, she said she want everybody to just forget about Whitney. Girl, that ain't going to happen. They will never, ever. Forget about Whitney and Bobby. Now, this is what you have to take solace in, knowing that he loves you. Knowing that, hey, you know what? It's the song that, remember that song Jill Scott got, you're getting in the way with what I'm feeling, when she said, she got this beautiful line in this album, in, in that song, when she says, uh, she says, uh, uh, she says, uh, what you had is gone, I think it's sweet. I think it's uh, be- uh, greater than any lie, lie you can tell on me. She's telling the the girl, like, uh, like you know, she before she tell her her roots are dug up, so you might as well give up. But she's telling, she's telling her, I think what y'all have was sweet. It's it's deeper than any lie, girl. You can tell on me. It's deeper than anything. It's deep. That's a secure woman. Okay, that's a secure. See, I hear saying, listen here, I, I what y'all have was sweet. I get it. All right, I ain't insecure. I like that line. But, yay, it's over now. And you got to get out of my way. <laughs> right? So it's, so here's the thing is that Alex Fondo just gave Diddy the X. And if there was rumors in this street. The rumors were in these streets. I'm going to tell you some of the rumors. The rumors out here was that Diddy, we talked about it here on the show a few years ago, that Diddy was sending expensive gifts and shit. He was still fucking and trying to fuck around with cash. Listen, 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 listen. Can I say something? <laughs> Everybody like, but she was married. No, uh uh-uh. uh. She's been with her for 11 years. Okay. No. Let's talk about it. He was with her for a And he probably didn't believe that shit over there. And when a man really loves your ass, and he realized he fucked up, yeah, he know you married, but he might think it's something there. You don't, you don't fuck around and you don't marry somebody else. He's like, oh, no, nah, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. And they said that the rumors were that she had to, she was giving back gifts and shit. So she was showing that man. But he was trying to show up that man. He's like, be careful what you're leaving. <laughs> I want to show you. 
I want to tell you what you're about to give up. So you sure you want to do this? Allegedly down these streets, okay? So if they said she was giving it back, so she was showing that she loved him, but some men just can't get over it. There are some people who can't get over that you once had an iconic relationship with somebody. You once had somebody in your life that you loved at one time, that you loved the shit out of, okay? And the shit's done, okay? Now, listen, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, I ain't saying that Alex might not have a reason to be insecure, okay? Because like I said, she did jump out that shit real fast and went over there to the other. There may be something next. But as a man, you can't act, you can't worry about that. If she gonna go be with him, she gonna go be with him. Ain't shit you can do, okay? Ain't shit you can do. You got to see, you can't do nothing. But when I see that kind of him tweeting something like that, and yes, we've all been knowing that Diddy might be bisexual, but that ain't got shit to do with him loving her. And ain't got shit to do with her loving him, because I'm sure she knew that shit, alleged that shit true. She knew that shit when she was in it. And it didn't take her 11 years to figure that shit out. I said what I said. So, sounds like there's trouble in the camp to me. When a man is having to answer a man that's really basically non-exposed to be non-existent in their life. But listen, you can't, you're having a hard time getting over it because he's writing out here songs about your woman and stuff about what was. That's what was. I don't care. You can write out the damn songs you want. Listen. No, no, I love that. What I do, I add, I throw my Lenny Kravitz scenario in there. Me and Lenny get together tonight. I had a past relationship. I got, I, me and my husband together. He ain't with Lisa Bonet no more. Me and Lenny is together. <laughs> Lenny can't be worried about, uh, 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 what's that? My, my husband. He, Lenny can't be worried. I mean, uh, uh, what's her name can't be, I can't be worried about Lisa Bonet. Yes, uh, they, they had an option. Now, it's different with me because I ain't famous. But Lisa Bonet in here was iconic. Shit, am I supposed to be worried about Lisa's ass? Hell no, bitch, I don't care. That was that was cute. I, what I think what y'all have was sweet. I think it's good. <laughs> y'all know I like, I love Lisa Liddy Kravitz, okay? I always be talking about Liddy Kravitz. I put him in scenario outside. My husband, no, I, I might just get off a link. Facts out in these streets. <laughs> but Liddy Kravitz, seriously. Y'all like, call it. Yeah, 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 you crazy. But, okay, I am. Okay, but however, I might. Yeah, Lady Kravitz may make me date it. <laughs> however, what I will say here is that you can't be worried about Lisa Bonet's ass. What you gonna do? Yes, they had a relationship one time. Are you scared, Lisa? Lisa well, Lisa started talking about their relationship. She gone on the tour. She got a movie, and people asking her about Lady Kravitz all over the fucking place. What am I supposed to do? That's a, I can't do nothing about that. That's good. They they once was. Now if I see him and now if I see a personal something him personally going through some shit, and I see him up here worried about, you know, he up there kind of feeling sad about it. So I'm like, oh shit, you ain't over. It. Okay, so I know I gotta leave his ass. Or if you see I ain't over, it. you know what I'm saying. So here's the he must be seeing something that makes him write that. <laughs> 
is she feeling pain every time he's seen? Are he coming out with some shit? I mean, because you just don't address people when you're happy. I, that's just my personal opinion. If you're in a happy, a happy scenario, and I joke and kid, but I'm just saying, if you're in a happy scenario, you're not going to be fucked. You don't give a fuck what Diddy's out here writing around talking about he miss her and all that shit. So what the fuck was? Okay, you miss her. I got, I'm over here with her with two keys. Okay, so, and I think it's too Diddy. Okay, I get it. However, he's with Carisha. He done moved on. He's up here doing, he up here playing games and up here just trying, he trying, to me, he's just trying to test the damn water, okay? He's trying to see if he can get back in there. And what Alex Fine has shown Diddy is that he can. I said what I said. Y'all could be mad. I know y'all would like to see, because a lot of women like to be like, Look at her, she done found that she got a motherfucker. I I get that. I was proud of her when she left the relationship, but that don't mean she healed from the relationship. And that don't mean that man over there ain't sensing uh, some insecurity. And and if she is if she is healed from Diddy and this man over here can't get over the fact that she was with a baller, shot collar, <laughs> then you it, it ain't nothing you can do. She ain't gonna never get over it. And I would suggest you. I would suggest you take your two kids and run. You got somebody that's insecure like that. He is never going to get over the fact that you've been with Diddy. If he can't, if he can't handle every time Diddy somebody asks you about it, because people gonna ask you when the first time uh, that girl drop a song, people gonna say, "You were down. You were in an eleven year relationship with Diddy." That's like Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez has been with motherfuckers out here. You think Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck can't be worried about that shit? Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer, you remember the iconic dress you wore with Diddy that night? Yes. I mean, you can't be disrespectful. As long as you don't say there's nothing disrespectful about it, you guys were in a relationship with Oh, yes, that was a time in my life. You know, lots of love for him. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. But Ben can't be over there like, <laughs> every time Diddy say something about Jennifer Lopez's ass, he be all up in arms, unless it's just completely disrespectful. He can't be upset that Jennifer Lopez once had a straight-up hell of a relationship with Diddy. She had it. It ain't that. That's her past, and it was it's there. If you're going to be, that's like Kanye with Kim Kardashian. Kanye could never handle being married to Kim because he, he couldn't handle that she had a, Morgan's bored of motherfuckers she was dating. Okay. She didn't have it. She was, <laughs> he couldn't take it. He couldn't take when dudes was on there talking about dating Kim's ass, okay? But Kim been out in these streets. You can't deny. You know when you get with Kim, she been out in these streets. Pete Davidson, I just let me tell you something like that. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this. The Scorpio probably lives up, but he he ain't gonna he already know what he is, okay? He already know he's already probably that Pete Davidson if he's he going to have to go to if he can't handle it. She's been with a lot of dudes. She even got a sex tape with a motherfucker, okay? That is, she's been a porno star out of these streets, okay? There is nothing you can do about that. And you have to be okay with marrying her or getting with her with all that shit there. It's not going to go away. People going to always ask her about it. It is what it is. 
Kanye, if he get up every time the world, people ask her about Kanye. What was it like? You were you and Kanye have four wonderful children. Blah 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 blah. Shit, what's she gonna say? Is it act like it didn't happen? What Pete gonna be out here tweeting sub team? I ain't know Pete could handle it because he didn't answer Kanye for a long time. When Kanye was picking up, doing shit, doing shit, he ain't answering for a long because he understand what it is. So you got to have somebody secure. She can't, you can't deal with nobody insecure about the bullshit, okay? They can't be insecure because, listen, if people going to leave, they going to leave. Can't be worried about her with Diddy out here. I trust you. If you go, you get with Diddy, then it wasn't meant to be. If you get back with Diddy, then, hey, that means that you, we made a, this wasn't a relationship. We had our time, but this wasn't a relationship where we should have been with each other, maybe. Maybe we did it too soon. But, hey, we got two beautiful kids out of that's how you got to look at it. But you can't be up there flexing every time he says something about Cassie Because <laughs> he's picking on you. Because he's trying to see where you at. And had you not answered him, and especially with something so petty, ooh, the worst, telling about somebody's sexuality. I mean, just telling shit that she done probably told you on the low, privately. Now, if Cassie would have did that shit, that shit I would have laughed at. But because she's tired of him playing games, and she know what she know why she may have broken up with him. Okay, so now she did that shit. That would be a different story. But you doing it is petty as fuck, and it seems like you insecure, and it seems like you can get her back. You just let him know uh, he still got he still got lock on that cooch cat. I said what I said. All right, at least he can get a lock on. So, I mean, listen, that's what I advise you. I advise you, most people do not answer. I mean, it, listen, you people have, people are free in this world, okay, in this life. And people can are free to go about and be with who they want to be in this life. There's no guarantee with marriages, relationships, everything. I know we say to death do it right now, and we probably mean well when people get married or when people get in monogamous relationships. Our partnerships, you mean to be with somebody the whole time. But sometimes that shit don't work out. But there ain't no sense of being insecure, running around here, jumping every time a motherfucker say something, an ex's motherfucker say something to you. Because if they're going to leave, they're going to leave. Ain't shit you can do about it. But the most thing you can do to help your relationship is to be secure in it. And right now, Alex Fine does not look secure. Scared as fuck. Even with two kids. One thing he knows is that motherfucker like kids. <laughs> So he's scared. He's not handling it very well. And if I was Cassie, I'd, get, I'd be like, you're going to have to chill. I mean, you're going to have to chill because it's, it's there and it ain't going nowhere. And if you can't accept that me and Diddy was together and that I love you now, then I'm going to have to go on because I, I don't need this shit. Now, you're not going to be putting me out there making me look stupid and shit like that, telling shit I told you in confidence probably. I don't know. Maybe she was behind the tweet. I don't know. But telling shit and everything, I'm not going to have you doing it. I wouldn't even have no man defending me like that. Just don't say nothing. We happy over here. Let him get out whatever he needs to heal about. Whatever. As long as he ain't over here knocking on my door, stalking and doing crazy shit and everything, we ain't got to pay no attention to his ass. Okay? Simple as that. But to me, 
that says so much. And the particular tweet, the way what it said, the, the LGBTQ stuff and using that as a front and then going in on his sexuality, that's fucked up. I, I mean, I, I don't like that whatsoever. Now, if she did it, it's a different thing because maybe she left him because he was, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't stop with the dick. So I don't know. I'm not saying he, I'm not saying that's him, but maybe that's how she felt, okay? I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that's what's going on, but he's a, it's something he's telling here, but it's different if she's saying it. It's, but you ain't in that relationship and you going back and coming at her like that, that I mean, coming at him like that, that puts her in a certain place, just not cool. I didn't like it whatsoever. I don't care what he did. But anyway, that's just my take on shit, okay? And you know, that shit. I'm just, I just try to be, try to be as real as possible uh, if, with people in relationships. Relationships are, you have to be very secure in them. And you can't be worried. Listen, I know when you really love somebody and you really care about them, you want you want to make them stay forever. And you want to believe that, and this is for women especially, because women usually do that petty shit. You want to believe somebody's in it, in it forever. And you may have to, hey, privately him discussing, because it's a very real thing to be jealous of a man with, that's had so much, and you, you don't have all that. That's a very real thing. That's a, Privately him discussing those feelings he has with Cassie is different than putting it out there. And, hey, I'm, I don't know if I can hang. I'm, I'm scared. Are you going back? Or do you love this guy still? Or do you? That's hard. Okay, I get it privately. But to put out something petty like that, that shows me the conversation like that's, that's constantly probably happening. There's constantly, constantly a pool. And I understand. I mean, I can have people I know who have, um, you know, when we when we when we young, when I was single and we dating and we all our friends, my friends, some of my friends are single, and then they just see even some of my married friends and the ex the the ex boyfriend <laughs> they see are the ex girlfriend or they new husband or somebody like that, and they go, oh my god, I was like, what she was beautiful, oh my goodness, oh lord, <laughs> and you know they like I had to ask them. I mean I had to ask them, are you sure? Are you the and that that those insecurities happen, okay? And and at some point you have to get secure in your shit, and you can't and understand that. Here's the deal: we are together right now, and I believe in the commitment that we have to each other. But I can't stop nobody from doing what they do, and I ain't gonna be spending my time up here worried about his ass and worried about her ass or worried about where they gonna go. I'm trusting that we got something so deep that it ain't going to fuck up, okay? But if it ain't, you ain't got it deep, it ain't deep. <laughs> I mean, it happens. <laughs> and a lot of people say to me, I know I have people who write me sometimes saying, Carlotta, I mean, you make me think, you, you act like it's not, it's relation, monotony, mon, monotony, I mean, monot, uh, monogamous relationships, sorry, are not something that people can look, that's not what I'm saying. People should expect to be, if you're in a relationship that's committed, I get that, okay? This, I'm not against commit. I'm, I'm in a marriage. I'm not against commitment. What I'm telling people is I'm very real, okay, that you can't stop. The people with something, something, some stuff happens. All right, you can, sometimes 
you can't stop that. And you you don't want it. You you can't stop nobody from leaving and nobody from staying. Okay, I mean you you people have to make those choices within themselves. And so there's no sense in sitting around being in, I mean insecure out loud. Talking to your partner about the insecurities you have, I get it. But it ain't no sense, and, and you can talk to somebody all day alone, okay? You can talk to somebody all day long. Maybe I ain't ever, I ain't even, I ain't even. But some shit can happen in a day to a motherfucker. They, they thought they wasn't leaving. Shit, I thought I wasn't leaving. Okay? I'm, I'm just telling y'all the truth. Okay? So this, I mean, we like to think of the magical world of that, but we're humans, and humans make all kind of interesting mistakes, like Cassie. Cassie did jump out of a relationship with Diddy and ended up in a relationship with this guy. And we don't know if, you know, there is still some love. I'm in love with Diddy there. I just ran away because I was tired of the bullshit, okay? She may love him very much. She may still love Diddy. Maybe she loves both, okay? I don't know, but to me that spoke volumes, him doing that. I, I got a different, whole different picture. I'm like, uh-oh. So that shit I might have been hearing years ago about him being insecure about Diddy and stuff might be true. And if that's the case, it ain't shit you can do with a motherfucker. You can't do it. You can't deal with it. After you tell somebody that you are committed to them and that you're going to be in a relationship with them and you're serious about it, you know, if you come to a point, I mean, you know what I'm saying, like, if you have a situation like Diddy and Cassie, where you've been with somebody who are vice versa, you've been with somebody who, who, who like, is a shiner. They shine. They, uh, they, they all that, okay? And you made the decision to leave, and you with somebody new, and you really uh, care for them and love them, you could tell them all day. If they don't believe you, they're never going to believe you, Okay? And if you can't figure out why they can't they can't trust it, then you know all they're gonna do is cause drama. You ain't gonna do you ain't gonna you ain't gonna do nothing but have a bunch of fucking drama. All they gonna do is every time they motherfucker look at you or say hi to you, you can't go nowhere and they say hi. That don't mean they don't feel some personal little jealousy. Like I said, I've had friends who married the thing they somebody they husband's ex or they girl or they wife's ex, and they like damn, <laughs> I can't compete. Right? But they have to trust. So if you ain't got that trust there, I mean, ain't nothing you can do with that. Uh, that and I, it, to me, it looks like Cassie is in a bind, honey. It looks like she might be, she might have went dating. That's the problem with sometimes dating down. I ain't saying he he dating down as far as his personality. He can be a very nice and kind and sweet guy. Okay? But what I mean is dating down in terms of, when, you know, you might, you know, you might need to get somebody who is secure in themselves and ain't worried about what the fuck did yet. I got their own shine. Are confident enough in what they do that they ain't worried about what the hell did he do. If that's, if, and that comes with a lot of women. If you've been married, like, I always think about somebody, somebody who keeps their business personal is Juanita Jordan, okay? Juanita Jordan was married to Michael Jordan. She done had four kids by him. I wonder how hard dating is for her. <laughs> No, serious. Cause she been with Michael Jordan. She been with the and now see that don't mean she ain't with. See people think you think that's Michael Jordan. You think like damn, ain't nothing I could do that. She 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 been over here with Michael Jordan. That she been she and she done got two hundred million out of that shit. She, I mean, and she got four kids with him. 
you know, people, she can't be with nobody who feeling like she, she, there's going to be men that's going to come in who are going to be insecure in that element. And that's okay because that's human. It's human to be insecure in, in that situation. But you got to be like, you, she has to, it's her job to say, hey, this is what this is. This is that. That is over. That is completely done. I am here. We're friends because we have children or we're, we would be friends anyway or whatever. But there's nothing going to happen next. Okay? All you can do is trust. Okay? I mean, I mean, she probably has a hard time because of that, that Jordan allure, okay? Or if you a woman, vice versa, if you a woman who starts, and you, if you, you've been dating regular guys and suddenly you meet a famous guy and you start dating him and you're like, you find yourself like completely in love with him and you're like, and you see all these bitches he done dated in the past and they bad. You're like, oh, my Lord. I I heard this one night on. I was watching. Um, oh God, I was watching a really great uh, Keith Washington. Uh, Keith Washington's uh, behind the music, and his ex-wife said <laughs> she was talking about how why they broke up, and she was saying how Keith was getting out of hand with the women, and she said one day this girl came knocking at the door that was so bad. She was like, she was so bad. She said, shit. I was like, uh, she said, shit. I was like, I was free with her ass. <laughs> Because she was saying how gorgeous she was, she said, and she said he just got so disrespectful. She said he said something about, uh, he said, well, it is what it is. Y'all gonna have to figure it out or something like that. And she said she knew at that point she had to go, right? But I, I just thought about that sidebar. But if you you sometimes you get with men who have had a baby of beautiful chicks, okay, that you like, damn, and you might you might you might like this. I ain't got nobody like that. Right? <laughs> Shoot. Her, her boobies, is, I got a friend that was like this. She, she was dating, this date, it wasn't a face then, but she was dating a guy who was really got it good. Right on. He, you know, he had had a, just a bunch of things. He said, that bitch's breath was so perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, and so you, but she can't do nothing. She got, she got different types of I mean, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you so it's, it's she can, you, but they may have a bunch of, you got to make a decision at that point. Am I gonna be intimidated by these bitches? Now I'm gonna tell him I'm a little nervous. Okay, yeah, and you you can have that conversation with him. But once there's security and he's assured you and he said, "Hey, I want to try this," then that's all you can do. You can't be sitting up here answering every bitch that come online and be like, "Hey, sexy, hey, blah blah." You gotta get your up, bitch. Keep it me now. You can't be doing that. <laughs> It is what it is because Diddy is poking at the beat. All right, so let's talk about Kevin Lowes. Let's see, Kevin Lowes and um, – oh, sorry, you guys. But Kevin Lowes, this is according to three, uh, AMP WW – oh, this is according to Complex.com. It's saying that 300 entertainers, Kevin Lowes, and Atlantic Records COO Julie, Julie Greenwald have launched a petition rallying against the use of rap lyrics as criminal confessions. Entitled Rap Music on Trial – protect black art, the petition highlights how prosecutors have attempted to use hip-hop lyrics, lyrics in court. Specifically, the petition points out that the very tactic has been utilized against young thug, gunner, and young stoner lights associates facing RICO charges. 
In the indictment, Fulton County prosecutors argue that the lyrics like ready for war, like I'm a Russia, I'm Russia, or by confession of criminal intent leads the petition, which calls to protect black art in the First Amendment. Weaponizing creative expression against artists is obviously wrong. But what gets us so upset is that it's happening to young thug Garner YSL in the most high-profile cases, said Lyle Greenwald in a joint statement. In courtrooms across America, black creativity and artistry is being criminalized with increasing and troubling frequency. Prosecutors are attempting to use rap lyrics as confessions, just like they're doing in this case, okay? Uh, and they often, a lot of people often try to talk about um, uh uh, you know, the fact of Johnny Cash, you know, if you know anything about the history of Johnny Cash or you have seen the movie Walk the Line, which is a very good movie, Johnny Cash was, you know, often viewed of as an outlaw. Johnny Cash had a lot of problems in his life, drug addiction, all kind of things. But he often sang about lyrics. I mean, even when he went, he would go sing to prisoners and stuff like that. He made up, a, he had a song where he said he watched a man die, he shot or something. I forget how the song was. But listen, let me just say this, okay? And they often use that shit to try to justify motherfuckers singing about criminal activity and songs. Okay. First of all, that we know of, Johnny Cash, they can't trace no crime to Johnny Cash. Except for the drug addiction and some shit, some little shit. But I'm sure if prosecutors would have traced this, they would have used, they would have played that shit in court. Listen to Johnny Cash has a has a history of violence. Listen to what he sings about. Let me just say this, okay? First of all, this week, allegedly, they said with Young Thug, they had 10 or 15 so dudes in in the courtroom. And, and not only is Young is Kevin Lyles out here trying to do this, Jay-Z also is trying to protect these dudes who's rapping, who's being dumbasses and putting uh, bad rap lyrics on songs about criminal activity and then allegedly working in criminal activity and don't expect these prosecutors to get their ass, okay? Let me say this, okay? They can't do a damn thing with a lyric if you don't got, you ain't got shit going on. They can't prove it. If you think about somebody, you or somebody doing shit to you and stuff like that, it's hard to do. Uh, a, a rapper, but it's hard to do it if you ain't got that kind of element around you. But when you motherfuckers got gang members around you, gang affiliation, you rapping about, you know, all kind of shit and stuff, and they can trace the crime back to you, of course they gonna go, go, go get your ass. And I didn't realize that they saying that some of these cases, like I think in Jay-Z's, they signed a petition that unless they can prove it with a, a proven they won't they they can't use the uh, a lyric unless it's a case where it's provable. Well shit, they don't they can't use it no way. It's admiss, it's admissible only if they can they can prove like there is some link to violence to them. If I'm playing a rap record has a prosecutor and I know prosecutors, let me just say this, prosecutors can be fucked up because a lot of them remember they 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 are uh, uh, political figures in some sense because they get uh, they get voted in office and a lot of them want big cases and stuff on their books. So if you a motherfucking rapper, okay, you the big thing dog in the room and you hanging with a lot of gang affiliated Negroes, okay, and crazy shit going on and you might not be the main person, but you gonna be the main fish the prosecutor comes after a lot of times because they want your name on the case. You might not even be the gang leader, but you hanging out here with the motherfucking gang leader all the damn time, 
You rapping about shit they do and all this stuff. Yes, they're going to get your ass. Yes, 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 yes. Get your ass. And no, Jay-Z and Kevin Lyles. No, no, no. It's not freedom of speech if they rap about crime. If they ass is violent and they can trace it back to them being violent. Seriously. They can't do nothing with them lyrics if they can't prove that they violent. But a lot of these people, you can prove shit on them. Now, Kevin Lyles and Jay-Z's motherfucking ass will be gotten over on the coast of France, gotten somewhere in Italy, coast of France, whatever shit, I don't know. Gotten out in the Pacific, anywhere, shit, Atlantic, where the fuck they be. While motherfuckers is having to deal with real life shit, these criminal, a lot of criminals sing about and rap about. Not all rappers, but the rappers who are criminal affiliated on the ground. Some mama got a deal with knowing a motherfucker done rapped about her son being killed and shot in a song. She know what the fuck it's about. While these motherfuckers Jay Z and them trying to make money off of. I said it. What if somebody did Blue Ivy like that? Her Blue Ivy. And you got to rap, and they got to rap about it. Yeah, I, I beat that motherfucker rapper's garbage ass and did this and this and that. And they well, it, it, well, that, uh, the song can't be, we can't use that. Huh? He raps about it. Uh, unfortunately, we can't use that. Remember the petition he had. I am not for this. I think freedom of speech, you can still have freedom of speech. You can still rap about uh, a, a, a crime or whatever. You can put a disclaimer on that bitch. But you can still write, rap about stuff and everything as long as you don't look like you out here fucking around in it. If you look like you fucking around in it, they're going to get your ass and they're going to use your lips. I'm sorry. I know that it's not popular. I'm supposed to be on Jay-Z's set. No, I am not, because this is not an artist problem. Artists can artists have freedom of expression. Yes, authors have freedom of expression. If you write a book, okay, let's just say for this, for instance, if you write a book about a crime, okay, if you write books about crime, and then suddenly a murder happens around you, several murders happen around you, then yes, they're probably more than likely gonna say he often wrote in his in his books about killing let's say for instance you have an author and he 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 writes books about serial killing, okay? And suddenly six women come up dead around this author, right? And it's proof that this motherfucker might be a serial killer. Okay, this motherfucker might be a serial killer out in these streets. You it because most people think about it. Well, a prosecutor has a part of their presentation. Now, the jury don't have to buy that shit. Remember jury. The jury is supposed to have evidence. That's just a little piece of, that's what they call, what is that? Um, when it's not evidence, when it's not sure evidence, but it's, uh, uh, um, I forget the name of the evidence they can use. That's not, it doesn't have to be sure, but it could be so much of it that it makes you think about if this person could possibly be guilty. So, so for instance, if you got a guy who's out here a serial killer, an author that's out here a serial killer, he done wrote a, a series of books about serial killers. You can, as the prosecutor, you can say, use it has evidence that is not 
not complete evidence, but you can introduce it to maybe how his personality is. He often wrote about violence against women in his book. On page 36, he talks about raping a woman with this and doing this and doing that. We've seen six women be around him that have ended up blah, blah, blah. Of course, they can build their case with shit like that. Because why? Because six women have showed up dead around this motherfucker, so they're trying to figure out, is he the violent one? Now, you don't have to use that. That evidence isn't for sure evidence, but you can take it into consideration. Rappers, come close. If you're involved in criminal activity, it's best not to rap about the shit, especially if you know you're with criminals, because you can best believe the Fed is somewhere probably collecting evidence. And the fact that you motherfuckers can't stop snitching on yourself on wax is not their problem. You should... You shouldn't get mad at the prosecutor, but get mad at the dumb ass who's telling the criminal the crime stuff on tape. This is common sense, ain't it? You think it'd be common sense. You think it'd be common sense. Now, as far as young thug is concerned, now he everybody is innocent until proven guilty. Let's talk about young thug. He's got a right to a fair and speedy track. Uh, this week, I think judge declares a young thug a potential danger to community. Denies request for bond. Let's see why. Uh, they said. Um, However, Judge Jarrell Danville was ultimately swayed by Prosecutor Don Geary, who claimed that other gang members had admitted to him that they feared young thug would retaliate against them. As such, young thug will remain in jail until his trial, which is currently scheduled for January 9, 2023. Now, young thug is innocent until proven guilty. And sometimes what can happen is because these motherfuckers was around a criminal element, and and everything. Listen, I, I I say the same. When people are famous, a lot of times people will lie on the big fish, and maybe the big fish is somewhere within them. Those with, with some of the people that's around them. But unfortunately, you when you the, when you famous and you the big fish, uh, and you hanging around uh, a lot of gang activity and stuff like that. If something pops the fuck off, okay. A lot of times, because you the big dog, people would they would try to get them to testify against you as the head of the, the syndicate or something. I'm not saying he ain't, but but allegedly he got a bunch of motherfuckers talking and saying, "Hey, I'm scared of his ass." Okay, okay, okay. This is just what I said. This is just the price. So that's why you got to be careful when you're famous. Who the fuck you let around you? Who who the dog got Michael Vick? Ask Michael Vick. Like, read the story about Michael Vick. He was a big fish. You can't hang with thug bunnies. 
and think and just think they can do their criminal activity around you and you trying to be a star. Motherfuckers, you trying to be a star. Where's my motherfuckers out here selling dope and cocaine and crack? You got your favorite Hankton. You go see your boys on the street, man. I love you, bro. You know I do, but you know, hey, I can't be hanging around y'all all the time. I came down here to say hi to y'all. You ain't had no affiliation having them motherfuckers with you every day. Damn that. I'm trying to be a rapper, man. I'm trying to make money real. I'm trying to make it real cash. I ain't out here in no selling no, in no cocaine business, okay? Damn that. <laughs> That's what you got to do. You can't hang around. You can't do it. And if you do, then you got to be prepared for the consequences. Young sons, they probably going to use your business. And then, sorry. And then that, and you, and you got Thug Bunny testifying saying that you was, you wasn't. I can't believe they snitching. Now, trust me, they had twenty-seven people indicted. Oh, they don't snitch. I don't know why people think there's honor among thieves. There's no honor among thieves. There's none. The snitching show, they go, they gonna snitch. Even they gotta put your ass in jail. You, you just at feet. It's unfortunately because, and I'm saying he could be in it because, you know, they want to go after him because he's the name on the thing. And I I hope, I don't want to say that about prosecutors, but that's one thing I do hate, that some prosecutors will go after the big fish in the room, even knowing that he may not be the head thing or nothing to it, but he is the name that gets the case beat. And I'm saying that's what happens. But, you know, if you was up here playing this motherfucking role, if you the, you the top dog in your rap song, and then you've been hanging out around these thugs, but unfortunately for you, people can't see life from real life, and they're going to use that as a, has a, some sort of, uh, like a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit of evidence as to your personality and what you tend to write and sing about. You know, I'm okay with that shit. Now, would that make me put you in jail, a rap lyric? No, but it would give me an idea to who you are and, and who you could be hanging around. It's what it is. You guys can't be dumb out here. And JV and Kevin Lyles, cut the shit. And kill all of y'all that signed them, Robin Dick, Kelly Rowland, all that, trying to be out in the mix, signing petitions and shit. Damn it. Okay, y'all asses will be up in the uh, 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 living in, 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 in nice surroundings and shit. Why people really got to deal with this hard shit out here with these mofo's and stuff running around here, criminal elements, the whole criminal criminal syndicates and shit, and try to be rappers. And they said they might be hurting somebody's child on the street. I'm not saying this is young thug, but I'm saying these other little knuckleheads they done had up here in rap. And in fact, they've been in there for a long time. I am for the lyrics. Lyrics, lyrics can be presented as evidence if they, if it makes sense. And you know what they ain't got, young son? They say they got him on seven other felony charges. After police raid, uh, raid of his home turns up fire homes and drugs. Man, because there's a part of me that I probably don't really think, you know, sometimes it's just 
the rapper is not really the person. They just hanging around these people because that's all they know. But when you make unwise decisions like this, shit. I don't know. Okay? So and you ain't supposed to be talking to rapping about the truth. I mean telling specific shit and stuff like that. That's just dumb. This is dumb, so we can do it, okay? Jennifer Hudson's talk show set to launch in September with Ellen producing team, according to uh, Variety. Um, has a has a Jennifer Hudson's week can't get any better. The newly minted EGOT is, which is Emmy, Grammy, uh, Oscar, and uh, Tony. Okay, she wanted Tony for producing or something. Uh, is about to add another title to her resume, resume talk show host. Hudson's upcoming show title to Jennifer Hudson show has been cleared in more than 95% of the country. Now officially heading to national syndication this fall. The series will debut on September 12th on Fox TV stations as its core station group. Uh, Hudson's show hailed from Warner Brothers, the same CEO that was behind the Ellen DeGeneres show, which just closed its curtain after 19 years on air. Okay, many of DeGeneres' uh, top producers are moving over to Hudson's show. Say this, and I said this is about Jennifer Hudson. I, she can't girlfriend me. And secondly, the age of Oprah without Oprah is gone. Only Oprah can do Oprah. Uh, people have to realize the age of the talk show like Oprah is gone. And Jennifer Hudson is going to come on here trying to do Oprah. So is Sherry Shepard. So, uh, and we already got uh, Kelly Clarkson out here doing singing Oprah. And we got, uh, what's that girl's name? What's her name? What's her name? Tamron Hall. Tamron Hall out here doing newscaster Oprah. And then we got, what's the other one? The actress. I like her, though, kind of. She's kind of goofy. I started kind of liking her. She's different. What's her name? What's the girl who's been around? You, you, you kind of like her after a little bit because her approach is different. Um, what's her name? Uh, the actress that's been out here, Poltergeist Girl, who's been here a long time. I forget her name. But her little talk show is kind of cute. I don't think it's going to last long either, but it's cheap because she, she's got a different approach. She uses her own little, but I know what they're going to do with all these other ones. And, you know, Jennifer, here's the thing. I just think they're throwing shit to the wall with you. I really do to see if it's going to stick. But I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm willing to give the Jennifer Hudson show a shot. Okay. I think I'm going to be right on this. Yes, I do think I'm going to be right. <laughs> Don't come out here singing like Kelly Clarkson. I can't take it. Singing every damn, I mean, just singing every lyric, that, just every song, every dance, just, I, every day. Please don't do it. Let's go to Britney Spears about y'all talking about Britney got an ironclad prenup out of the streets. Okay, I got feelings. That's some more stories I got to get to with y'all. Y'all know I'm going to have to do a, a part two. Okay, we got to talk about the Curry's out here and Miss Robbie about her too. Child, I might try to go into overdrive and talk a little bit about it. But listen. I didn't talk about Susan Rice being the shadow president. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about it. We got to have a – we'll have a part two, okay? And we'll make it shorter. Uh, but um, Britney Spears and uh, Sam Asghari, is that his name? 
have gotten married or whatever, and everybody was up there, you know, Britney Spears has an iron prenup agreement. Iron prenup agreement. See, I, I must not know about gold diggers, okay? Uh, gold diggers will sign a prenup agreement. They don't want to, they ain't worried about the money after the, they somewhat worried about it, but they not worried. They know they can have a few babies to take care of that. All right, all right. And same thing with me. That's better life. Can fit. Anyway, that's Holly Beard. She wouldn't even marry him. Wasn't Brittany trying to have a baby? Listen, they want access to the lifestyle. So what? He got a, a, a prenup. He still ain't a tender swindler on sleep. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. We don't know. He could be a very nice guy. He could really care for her and want to do the best for her. I don't want my, sometimes my 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 psychic ability and feeling could be off. And I want to hope the best for Brittany. I just don't think Brittany is very discerning in that area. I just and if she have a baby or two about it, about it, child, and prenups don't mean shit. And the point is, you could be married and have a lifestyle. The lifestyle, see, marriage is just as good. I remember one singer said her husband reminded she. I knew he was true because he remind, I wasn't going to sign a prenup, and he told me I think we should sign a prenup. I said, "Game." She, she, she was so believing. It. I said, "He got game." That's all. I said, "Listen, you, because you was your dumb ass was a. He know that other people was looking at people going." His dumbass ain't gonna sign no prenup, so he didn't. He he didn't want the other people to influence that. So what he did is that he went on and said with what people were thinking anyway. But he don't got it. They ain't got people who after your money prenups don't mean a damn thing. Okay, sign your pre prenup. Sign on. <laughs> they don't. Okay, if you got access to the lifestyle, see it. Don't be so gullible. He's like the only crab prenup. Oh, my God. Obviously, y'all don't know that. Y'all ain't never met none. I met. Not no play, though, did I met real ones. Real ones don't operate like that. Yeah, they prenup. Prenup is part of the deal. I mean, of course, there's always contractual marriage. I wouldn't want anything less. <laughs> that's what prenup. That's what real gold diggers say. You, you really, you mess. You talk to a real gold digger out here with her son or his son. They ain't thinking about. They don't care nothing about no prenuptial agreement. That's part of the deal. It's people like me to get offended by prenups. I'm like, what is it? Why are you excited? Stop not scolding. Those diggers are not offended by prenups. That's just part of the thing. And a lot of them, some prenups, some real gold diggers have such great lawyers. <laughs> they be like, oh, this shit, okay, it's over in five years. In five years, if you can't, they, they, sometimes they know the people's leaving. Five years, if you're cheating within that five years' time, that's an extra three million. Five, that's an extra ten. After ten years, 
of marriage, the prenup is not avoided. After three days, man, ain't you having so much shit? I do need spousal support if we're having children. And one of the things about gold diggers, like real gold diggers, like when they're young and shit, they like immediately start having babies. They like, they start having babies. That baby come right on out. That's right. The first thing is baby. Because <laughs> they know baby ensures some sort of support. Unless you take them. And most men don't want the full-time job of children. For most women sometimes. But wait a minute. A man will take them kids. There are some men. The men, men go there. Oh, yeah. Kids is the same thing with them. They can do the same shit. Okay. Uh, Britney Spears, Kevin Sanderbond. I said what I said. I'm not saying Kevin Sanderbond is a gold digger, but there's a situation where he was able to take her children, and he, I'm sure he got some support for those kids. Holly Bailey. Her ass wasn't even married. Was she married that mom? She had that little baby. She got to pay him. How much she got to pay him? He don't even live with her. I don't think he even lived with that kid before time. Why did he have to pay her twenty thousand or something a month or something? Some crazy number. She. She ain't even married. Pretty sweet. They ain't got had no prenup. That's the bullshit out here. Oh yeah, I just hope the girl is well. Okay, and that she ain't got with nobody who's going to take advantage of her ass, okay, because her ass don't look well to me, okay? She's a beautiful girl, but I think she does need some some, some help and some people around her, you know, kind of help her because I think that, you know, fame can be a bitch up in here, you know what I'm saying? It can, it can fuck people up in ways they never, you know, imagined. And so, uh, you know, and for her, she's been a child star and everything. So, hey, here's what it is, okay? So I got a moment to talk about the curry showing up with uh, their perspective, the other the wife swaps, like the Steph and Steph Curry's parents, Sonia and Dale showed up at the game with with a, with each with their with their perspective uh, new people. But the uh, the people they were with were married to each other. <laughs> oh my God! Now the rumor was that Sonya had been with this guy first or whatever. I don't know if Dale with his cancer because cancers can be so petty. Think fifty cents. Cancers can be petty and stuff. So I'm not sure if he was trying to be petty. Like he showed up with the wife of this man. The ex-wife of this man, but oh my god, it looks so. Yeah, I know Steph. That's why the championship game they wasn't with they they wasn't with the people. They said he said, "Damn that, keep y'all people at home. Y'all embarrassing the shit out." But listen, Sonya, what's Sonya? Sonya's a Gemini. <laughs> They're so cute. I love them. I love them. It's their season. It's so wonderful. I like Gemini season too. Gemini's are so crazy. And Sonya, you know what? You can hear the energy of Sonya getting ready to pull out on the Red Table Talk. Remember on the Red Table Talk, you can hear that energy. I think she was trying to give Dale that warning. Like, and allegedly they said that she said she had put up a cheating from him for years. I don't know. Listen, what I do know is this. Sonya... Gives me Ed. She gives me Jada. 
Okay, I get it. I understand it. Listen, things happen. Okay, in the course of a marriage, they were married 33 years. I mean, 33 years is a long ass time. They're married 33 years, and you know the shit. They they want something. She wants something. They want something different. Okay, it's over. Okay, but to have each other, the other spouses, the other spouses, funny shit. That's crazy shit. That's crazy shit. I know Steph is like, what the fuck? But he handled it well. He went over there like a true Pisces, you know, like he didn't see nothing. Cause his mom shook the dude's hand, you know. He he was cool about it. I mean, you know, he probably he probably understand the shit. The shit's going in. It is what it is. Oh my God, you guys, I have so many more stories to get to, okay? So I'm going to have to do a part two, okay? I'm going to do a part two sometime this week, maybe tomorrow night. I don't know. We'll see. Because tomorrow's Juneteenth. I don't know. We will see. I will try to have a part two for you guys sometime this week. But you know what? I hope you guys have enjoyed the show today. I've enjoyed talking and shooting the breeze with y'all. If I missed it, if I skipped the story, Monique, I didn't get to talk about Monique, and Monique is uh, settled with Netflix. Monique did settle with Netflix, okay? So we'll probably talk about that on uh, part two. I'll probably talk about that on part two of the show and get to some of these other stories that I didn't get to, okay? You guys, I am out. I will see you guys uh, sometime this week, okay? Let's leave out with, oh, my goodness, what am I going to leave Oh, I love this song. You know that I love you, Donnell Jones. I'm Carlotta. Y'all have a wonderful week, the rest of your weekend, and maybe y'all hear me tomorrow or sometime this week, all right? I'm out. See you.
sound of my voice. You are listening to the Archive Show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you so much. Man, I cannot tell y'all enough for listening to me, for, uh, I mean, for y'all, I mean, y'all, my little audience that I have, y'all are so special to me. Y'all write me, y'all congratulate me on my stuff that I'm doing in my life, and no matter how big, small, y'all DM me, y'all say all kind of wonderful things. I appreciate y'all so much. I mean, this is a little show that I just get on and rant about celebrity gossip and news and uh, just little shit that I like to talk about, right? And so I thank you guys for listening to me rant and talk and, and say my opinion. And thank you so much. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, much love to y'all, okay? Uh, dang, what else? What else? What else? What else? I'm going to have a part two show, okay? We're going to try to talk about some stuff that's going on. Uh, part two, it was so many, it's some other stuff that I want to talk to y'all about the um, uh, the great article in Politico this week. Y'all try to get, read it about uh, Susan Rice, um, like the idea of her being a shadow president behind Biden. Very interesting. Uh, also, um, uh, oh my goodness, uh, the Airbnb, Airbnb, uh, uh, how a lot of Americans have been investing in Airbnb and how more and more there's being a lot of rules and stuff against bank, banks are putting out a lot of rules and stuff, different people about how, how many Airbnbs you should you should own and how that's affecting the housing economy, all that stuff. Uh, Jay-Z's Bitcoin, how that Jay-Z's Bitcoin suit has met with skepticism from his former housing project that he's put up. So we didn't get to talk about that. Delonte West back in trouble again. Uh, you know, and uh, allegedly, and uh, uh, what else? Oh my goodness, there is so many things. I'm hoping I can remember to talk to you and but guys about oh, Miss Robbie and Miss Robbie spoke this week about Tim, and uh, she you know she said she was going to be behind him. It's alleged that alleged people are saying that she's gotten a new lawyer for him and stuff like that. And listen, I'm gonna just say this because I'm gonna talk more about this when I do part two. But this is what I tell you, okay? A lot of people will say stuff like, oh, you know, you can't help it when it's your child and stuff like that and all this stuff. And I get that. I understand that you're going to always love your child no matter what. And he's innocent until proven guilty. He has a right to a fair trial. However, you know as a mother, I've seen mothers and parents, the best parents I've seen are parents who don't play no, don't play no games. They know when they know they got a person who they got a child that might be fucking unstable. They know, and they and they 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 say, hey, that you know, hey, he belongs in jail. You ain't shit. He's crazy. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of times, you will have a lot of parents out here who will do shit because they failed at parents. I'm not saying that's Miss Robbie, but I got some shit to say. Okay, sometimes people is feeling guilt because you know. They done, they done raised up some little crazy motherfuckers, and, and a lot of it sometimes is they fault, and they feeling guilt. But listen here, don't make the rest of the world pay for it. Sometimes you got to let say, hey, I didn't do right, and it is what it is. So I'm just warning you guys, we're going to talk about that. I'm going to try to talk about that this week, about Miss Robbie and my thoughts on Tim Hurst. Uh, saying that she's going to be behind him no matter what. And I respect that as a mother. You should be, uh, however, with love. If the person is found to be guilty, that was your grandson, your only 
I mean, your only grandson from your son, he was murdered. So that, you know, that I imagine that's hard. But you also got to think about that situation, too. So we're going to talk about that a little bit next uh, coming up. And, oh, my God, just some fun, more celebrity stuff I want to get into this week. But I hope you guys, listen, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I uh, I hope you guys have a fabulous rest of your week. I know I said I was going to take a break, child. I don't know. I don't know when that's happening, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what I just said to myself? I probably take a break when it comes to when it's uh, when, it, when I'm at when when I when my vacations. Okay, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for uh, I am excited though to go to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas with one of my best girlfriends, and we're we, we I can't wait because we're you know we're supposed to be doing this for my birthday, but I decided that my 50th we're going to do it at my my hometown in Kansas City or whatever, but. Uh, me and her just decided to do a sneak trip. I was like, oh, you know what? We need to go to Vegas. See, Maxwell? I do it. She's like, I do it. So I'm like, I'm so excited because I want to see the second leg of the tour. I know I'm nosy, right? I just want to see. <laughs> I want to see the second part of the tour. So I'm so excited to be doing that. I'm going that week, that first week. Because he's only in Vegas three days. So I'm going that week. And, so I just, and it's so fun because I think it's some other – like some, you know, I've met some other Maxwell fans and stuff like that, and I think some of them are going to be at the show, and so I'm excited to see if I, we talked about meeting. So I'm excited to try to meet them. It was great, you know. So I like meeting people and stuff like that. So that'll be fun. I'm excited about that. Okay, and I love the Maxwell. I feel like Carlotta. God, how many show? I don't know. Okay, are you going to do more? I'm not until night comes out. I'm cute. It might be out by the end of July. He kicks off the second show. Maybe night will come out. Maybe not. Is night coming out this year? Maybe night's coming out. End of June? I don't know. <laughs> I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, but I'm excited about that, okay? So, because, like, you know, we're just not going to see Maxwell. We're just kind of going to spend some time up in Vegas itself. Like, we just hang out in Vegas and do some stuff because we want to you know, girls do girl stuff like shop and then kind of, you wanted you wanted to kind of go to the Hoover Dam, and she's never been. I don't think. And we're gonna do a couple of other things that we're gonna do. So we be there, you know, just more than for the concert. But it'll be so fun! I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Okay, so y'all like, oh God, are you gonna tell us more? But no, I will not. You know, I will tell y'all how it was, but it won't be a review, okay? But uh, so that and it's essence so she looks like I'm going to essence festival. I will tell you guys about Essence Festival. I'm sure that when I get to Essence Festival, I'm going to enjoy it. It's just, you know, when I feel, I'm just having these feels like, oh, I really want to go. But I'm sure when I, once I get, because New Orleans, I love New Orleans, and I love the food in New Orleans, okay? I'm a foodie, and I love the food in New Orleans. So once I get in New Orleans, and I love the energy of New Orleans, everything, I think I'll feel better, okay? So, you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your week. I am leaving off with Don't Disturb This Groove, which I know is my jam, jam of all jams, okay? I'm out. See y'all. Bye.